Hello, I'm Jordan B. White. And I'm Stephen Lawrence. Welcome to the podcast where Stefan gets to watch every Friday the 13th movie for the first time. And Jordan gets to go deep into one of his favorite movie series of all time. Horror fanatic beats Scaredy Cat for the ultimate binge watch. This is Nature Trail to Hell. Hello everyone, my name is Jordan D. White. I am a comic book editor in New York City. And I am Stephen P. Lawrence, and I'm a theme park designer out of Pasadena, California. And welcome to Nature Trail to Hell. This is our second of two bonus episodes uh, of things that are tangentially related to Friday the 13th. Uh, I'm hopefully, guessing. Hopefully. Hopefully. Well, yeah, we were, <laughs> we were fooled last week, which I blame entirely on Jordan. Oh, what? No, it wasn't my suggestion to do Saturday the 14th. I think it was. I don't. I, I, I mean, I don't, I may be misremembering this, but I think it's probably you entirely. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm, mm-hmm. Uh, but uh, th- th- this this week uh, we are going to be doing something that I I if it's not related to Friday the Thirteenth, I'm going to eat <laughs> my filthy hat. Okay, uh, so it's going to be an entertaining show either way. Yes, exactly. <laughs> like, right, so so I, either it will be about Friday the Thirteenth, or it'll be like an episode of the Muppet Show where I will eat this hat. <laughs> <laughs> to the sounds of kikiki ma ma ma. <laughs> delightful, delightful. Uh, uh, but we, Jordan, why, why, why don't you reveal what it is that we're actually going to be talking about? I think we mentioned it at the end of the last episode, but I'll I'll talk about it. Yeah, uh, it's a movie called Thirteen Fanboy. Uh, I had never heard of this movie. I literally discovered that it existed by like uh, uh, browsing my streaming services. I think it was on. It's, I think it's on maybe Showtime. Uh, whatever the Showtime streaming thing uh-huh. is. Not, not released to theaters, I would imagine. I don't believe it was released to theaters, but I can get that information for us. No, I would imagine not. Um, this, uh, no, you know what? You're you're off to a bad start. Am, am I? Am I, I am, are my, my guess is bad already? <laughs> yes. I mean, re- wide release, 3,000 theaters. It just says this film was released in theaters and video on demand on October 22nd, 2021. That is so, some solid evidence. I'm going to give it to you. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, probably I imagine it wasn't in that. It was probably like two Lemley theaters, like sure. to these like beautiful art house theaters. They just wanted to make sure it was eligible for an Oscar. Yeah. Well, you know. <laughs> wait. Okay. So it's wait. I thought, I don't, wait. Have we even said the title of the movie? It's called 13 Fanboy. I think go. I did. You think you it's, did too. Yeah. It's uh, it's a film directed and written and produced by Deborah Voorhees, who uh, is an actress who was in she's best known, in fact, according to Wikipedia, for her role in Friday the 13th, A New Beginning. Uh, she is the the lady who gets extremely naked for a long period of time uh, and then gets a hedge clippers to the eyes. Oh. The, the 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 subject of the delightful and if I didn't mention this at the time I'm sure I did the delightful song by uh oh no you did you definitely Wolfie's mentioned just it. fine yeah yeah uh, a new beginning which if you haven't seen it Wolfie's just fine a new beginning the video is great it's a lovely tribute to the scene and a, a child watching it who shouldn't be seeing it and how it affects him mentally uh, I I did great. by the way uh inspired by that episode uh make sure I did a rewatch of Terminator 2. Uh-huh. Uh, just to make sure that I understood the Wolfie's just fine uh, reference uh, in all of its nuance. So, and I was happy I revisited, but I was just, I was just talking to a friend and I'm and, so, so, tangent already. Yeah. I'm just talking to a friend who 
watched Terminator 2, watched Terminator 1 and Terminator 2, having never seen either of them before, and didn't have the twist of Terminator 2 spoiled for them. The one that everyone had that, spoiled before they saw it. Yes. Oh, and I definitely saw Terminator 2 before I ever saw Terminator. Me too. Me as well. Yeah, yeah. I mean, I but, definitely it was like it was definitely came out and was a big deal in like summer of what ninety one. Well, it 92? was it was a huge deal. It was a it was a giant cultural juggernaut, and oh, not yeah. only that, but they they were just like, you know what, we're gonna spoil this huge surprise. Like clearly, what? you know what I'm talking about. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, that 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 Arnie's gonna a spoil good, it for everybody. Yeah, yes. It's fine. Yeah, yeah. Everybody is, knows, no, no, except everybody knows. but it, but I was saying that, that I had that, a friend that, who that didn't. Arnie's Arnie's a good guy in it, right? That that's yeah. what you mean. Yeah, yeah. Well, because if you watch the movie, it's clear the movie doesn't really want you to know that. Like, it plays it like it's a surprise. It, it keeps it very, it plays him like, oh, he's he's still a bad. He's still a badass. And until that moment he in the hallway. He is still a badass. But he's, and you should be scared of him and he's going to come kill her. Like, right. the same way he was in the first movie. Until that moment in the hallway where he drops the rose and he's like, and he saves her. Get down. Yes, you're supposed to think he's bad, clearly. Um, and yet. uh they also went, you know what? We're just going to put it in the ads. It's Wait, so what did your friend think? <laughs> they just thought it's another one where he comes and chases her. It's a, he's the bad guy of the series. He and comes did, and he... did he enjoy it? Did yeah. he enjoy that twist? Yeah, absolutely. Was he And was he surprised by it totally? Yeah, yeah, yeah. That's awesome. That's Isn't actually that so that's cool? an amazing, fun, cultural <laughs> blind spot to have. Um, absolutely. I mean, but, I have meanwhile, <laughs> meanwhile, when I saw Psycho, the remake, the quote unquote remake, the shot for the shot Gus remake. Van Zandt. Yeah. Yes. When I went and saw that, I went to see it with a friend who said to us, Oh, I've never seen Psycho. Can I come too? And we went, Yeah. Oh my God. Do you know the, the twist? And she said, No, I don't. And we went, Oh my God. This is amazing. Okay. Yeah. Come see this movie with us. And we watched the movie and we came out. And she went, So what, what twist were you talking about? And we went, uh... What that, that Norman was the mother. She went, Oh, I knew that. I thought everybody knew that. And we went, no, that was surprise. That would be the definition of a twist. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. That's, un that's unfortunate. <laughs> yeah, because I mean, everybody does know that. Like, that's one of those things. Like, you know, Mrs. Ward. Though, thankfully, I, I, I am probably going to be doing Psycho this year with Raiden, my oldest, mm. uh, around uh, spooky season, which Such is coming right up. So I'm I'm excited excited to do that, um, and I don't think Raiden knows almost anything about Psycho. I think actually that is now an old enough movie that that is not something that kids generally are talking about. Yeah, right? no, so I really. think that's kind of out of the conversation. The Gus Van Sant one, you mean? Yeah. No. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> right. Right. If kids are into anything, it's going to be Elephant. <laughs> um. No, actually. So we actually just. I'm sorry about all the. Look, we'll we'll, we'll get back to. Uh, I the keep wanting to call it F-13 fanboy, which is, it's not a Fast and the Furious movie. And I'm trying to remind <laughs> myself. Oh my God. It's not, where Jason Voorhees joins the crew. If that's not what happens in their 13th movie. Is that they call it F-13? Yes. And then he's in it. Absolutely. Uh, right. If that doesn't happen, as, as as amazing undead street racer, Jason Voorhees. <laughs> you know, it would rule. You know, it would rule. Okay, so really, really quickly, I just wanted yeah. to say I, I am torn as to how to show Raiden Terminator because mm. I really want them to watch Terminator 2 because it's I think it's in their sweet spot. They would totally enjoy it. But I feel like I guess we really should do Terminator first. But Terminator is such more intense movie than I think Terminator yeah. 2 is. Like Terminator is a horror movie in a yeah. lot of ways. And it's kind of shot like one. 
it's got some cheesy effects in it at certain points, but it's very good. I, I mean, but again, both of us saw Terminator 2 first. Like, it's fine to watch. It's true, but maybe I want Raiden to have the experience with T2 that your friend did, right? And that movie, that would probably be a better, like, given the option, I probably would have wanted to see Terminator first, but it wasn't really, like, a thing. So Yeah. So anyway, well, let me let us know what you what you decide. Yeah, maybe I'll just maybe I'll just pull the trigger and do it. Yeah, exactly. And and there's some like grody sex in it. (laughs) So I don't know. In the first one. Yeah. 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 And then all of the sequels, you do all the sequels, I'm sure. All of them in one day. (laughs) I think that's the best way to do it. I remember liking Rise of the Machines just fine. And then all the other ones are a blur of that's all right. (laughs) Yeah. Rise of the Machines. I like I, I literally saw it. Last time I saw it was in the theaters, so I haven't watched it since then. But I remember it was like, yeah, sh- sure. Like, it was like, okay, fine. But yeah. but that's a di- huge disappointment after the second one. Right. Which was which so is one great. of the greatest action movies of all time. Right, right. So anyway, all right. So so F-13. No. No. 13 fanboy. 13, 13 fanboy. Um, so all right. It's, so, so, so it doesn't so just don't... feature. It doesn't just feature Deborah Voorhees. She, so she wrote and directed Isn't it. Isn't that her real name? It. Yes, that is her real name. And in fact, the, the, the joke when she auditioned was, hey, you're going to have to cast me. Like, check it out. And, and apparently it worked. It worked. That people were like, hey, hey, hey. Like, yeah. I mean, that's ridiculous. I but mean, how yes. high of a bar was it to clear to get in the movies? <laughs> I mean, I don't know. Will you take off all your clothes? You, oh, you also will do that? Then that's great. And your name is Voorhees. Well, A plus. <laughs> we pay scale. <laughs> So, so, but it's not just her. Uh, there is a uh, a bunch of of uh, Friday who? the Thirteenth uh, actors in it. Um, let's see, who am I talking about? Uh, C.J. Graham from Jason Lives, who played Jason in Jason Lives. Kane Hodder, who obviously is in a zillion of them. Uh, Judy Aronson, who was in uh, Final Chapter. Uh, Drew Lighty, who was in uh, Nope. He was in a fan film. Sorry. Crispin Glover is coming back. Yeah. Crispin Glover comes back. Kevin Bacon. No, no, of course not. Uh, Lara Park Lincoln, uh, who was Tina in New Blood. Tracy Savage, who was Debbie in part three. Ron Sloan, who was Junior. Aren't there like five Debbies throughout this course of the series? Probably. A lot of Debbies. Debbie in part three. I just watched part three and I'm already like, who was Debbie? The names are not important, right? Like you don't. Was she the main character? She might have been. You don't need to retain the names. It's okay. Or was she the one who was pregnant? Or who kept theoretically pregnant? pregnant. The 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 one who right whose whose pregnancy has no bearing on the plot and or anything. And then uh, the 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 big one being uh, Corey Feldman is in it. Right now, he's the only one of them who doesn't play themselves. Oh really? Okay. Yes, Yes. But everybody so, else, it's like a new nightmare type of a deal. I mean, just as good. Right. Equal okay. <laughs> no, I'm right. kidding. And I hope you're kidding because I love that movie. I do like New Nightmare. Okay. Okay. I think New Nightmare is fantastic. Um, if this is as good as New Nightmare, I will be thrilled. Will you eat your filthy hat? Uh, no, I, it's it's a it's a it's a Friday. It's a it's a Nightmare on Elm Street hat, in fact, and I don't oh, want okay. to eat it. I like it. Yeah. Oh, yeah. Fair enough. Um, all right. Well, so so do we know anything else about like like is this Deborah Voorhees's idea? Well, who she wrote, wrote the it. script? Where, she wrote she it. Wrote yeah, it yeah, right? yeah. yeah, okay. Wrote, wrote wrote produced and directed. So this is um, like a horror convention come to life on screen. 
she everybody showing up at the autograph table honestly i mean again probably like that's you know these folks all do meet each other at those those conventions constantly and and do do like panels together and do do oh i'm sure and stuff so i'm sure that that was a big part of it i'm sure she was like we should do a movie about that and And everybody's like like, yeah sure whatever i would do that i'm not doing much (laughs) no offense to anybody sorry sorry they look some of them have thriving real estate businesses I'm sure, Probably right? True. Probably I'm, true. I'm, I'm can't imagine all of them are working actors, but I'm sure they're busy. Yes, yes. Well, they have lives. I'm sure. Um, yeah. Would you want to buy a house from someone who was killed in a in a, in a Friday the Thirteenth movie? Not if they were dead. No, like they they were an actor. I'm oh, dead. I see what you mean. Uh, yes, yes, I would. I don't know if it would make me more likely to do it, but I would yeah, be over, more, you'd pay like, ten thousand like dollars more than the house was worth. Yeah. No, then no, no, <laughs> no. I'm kidding. It's I'm kidding. not worth it to me. No. <laughs> but if it was a bonus, like oh, my real estate agent, you know, dated Pee Wee Herman, I'd be like, that's also a good story. It doesn't have to be Friday the Thirteenth, is what I'm saying. Oh, okay. So, in other words, if you're a real estate agent, just say you you have say, a tangential connection to celebrities. Oh yeah, exactly. And people will just be like, okay, great. Right, and then the more ridiculous it is the more people nobody wants to fact check it because yeah. the story will they be just want to believe it. Yeah, they just exactly. want it to be true. I'm credulous. Um, do you want to watch a trailer for this movie? <gasps> yes, yes, I do. Okay. Yeah, um, I really do. Great. All right, uh, let me uh, let me send you this uh, link and let's watch this trailer. All see right, if it's gonna I love be trailers. Anything. Wait, 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 wait. Yes. What? 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 Before we watch the trailer, are we supposed to make predictions before we watch the trailer? We are. Right. I mean, we, we, we we can we can do that. All right. Well, let's do that. Uh, All right. So, I mean, I know the skeleton here, right? I mean, the, the, the skeleton is that somebody somebody's is trying to kill actors from Friday the 13th. Is, yeah. Right. Which, which is, look, that is a solid premise, right? That That is a perfectly solid premise. Uh, and so this is all going to come down to execution. No pun intended, I suppose. But, uh, uh, but it's, it's all going to be, does this look like a, you know, Star Wars fan film or not? <laughs> I would assume not, because, again, it did get a a, a, a public showing and everything. And it, it's, you know, distributed Ooh. by a distributor and stuff like that. OK. Uh, you know, I, as I, a distributor. I, sure. there are a lot of movies that end up in theaters. <laughs> Okay. All right. That's fair. That's wait, wait fair. a second. No, no, no. I need to know when did it actually end up in the theater? What? What? When October was it? October actually... twenty second, twenty twenty one. So less than a year ago. So it ended up in half empty pandemic theaters in the fallow period of pandemic, to, uh, like, uh, like, right, well, like. Yes, and again, I don't know how many. The- like, my guess, realistically, it probably just had like a screening or two. You know what I mean? Like, it probably ran. They probably had like a premiere or something, and then right, so they could say it opened in a theater. Yeah, yeah, yeah okay. Um, for, for forgive me for being a little skeptical. I apologize. But it's what is on. But it was on VOD, and you can't just get anything <laughs> on there. <laughs> Might I remind you, Jordan? There are many things that are on VOD. <laughs> All right, maybe maybe you can get a lot of things on there. Yes, probably. Look, maybe. Um, let's see. Let's see. All right, let's watch, let's watch okay, the trailer. Okay, let's do it. was a kid. My dad used to lock me in the basement when I was bad. The only thing I had to keep me company was a stack of VHS tapes. Friday the 13th. 
and Halloween, the entire sagas. You all became my family. So I wrote, and I wrote, but you never wrote. Thirteenth actress Tiffany Helm was found stabbed to death late last night. Some reports are even saying her head was completely severed. Is it true that you were in Friday the Thirteenth? There was a piece of my hair cut out in the middle of the night. That means this fanboy—he's not just watching me; he's, he's coming into my home. Okay, so I'll give it this. It looks, it cuts into a reasonable looking trailer. Yeah, yeah. I mean, it looks professionally made. It, this is not a, a, yeah. It's the not the the at. opening title there where it says, and for those listening, uh, you didn't see it. It says Voorhees Films. Yes. Uh, which uh, is it's one of probably one of the uh, best reasons why it sh- should have been written and directed by Deborah Voorhees. Yes. And that you definitely tips you off as to where it's going. I was a little sad that he's not just a fan of Friday the 13th, but he also likes all the franchises, but just happens to be killing Friday the 13th, folks. Well, I, I wonder if that's... Friday the 13th movies and also Halloween movies. I wonder if that means that there's going to be some Halloween references as well. Uh, well, that's possible. That we're Which, I mean, I'm not going to pick up on all of those because I've only seen limited numbers of Halloween films. I've definitely seen all of them. Uh You'll have yeah. to pick them up for me. I'll do my best if if they're in there. Um, was was that Corey Feldman there at the end? What? Yes. What? Well, yes. Well, no, I just want to make sure because it, and like, that was him narrating the entire thing. Are you spoiling this for me right now? If I'm spoiling it for you, I'm spoiling it for myself. He, that was his voice. Who talking. Was narr- are, are, are you sure? Really? Yes. Okay. I mean, listen, right. I'm good at picking up voices i guess but no, no, I, like when I you know. watch like you cartoon guest stars on, uh, on on cartoon shows i'm like is that what was the is that I weird just... al is dark side the point is uh if 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 we're not supposed to know that like then that was a real risky maneuver to put that in the trailer put, because put that's him, him talking that's uh, his voice all right <laughs> because the other possibility that occurred to me because that clip at the end Oh, is so awkward with him being like, "I what was he? What did he say? I'm sorry, you had to die. You had to die yeah. in yeah. the end, right?" And he turns away, and it was clearly not filmed or even intended to be any sort of like kiss off shot, and it's just sort of like edited in there. Like it feels to me like the other possibility is that Corey Feldman is in it for 30 seconds, and that's all we get. A, we get a glorified Corey Feldman cameo. Uh, no, no, no. I he's he's no, in you, this you, movie. You, you, okay. 
Uh, and again, that was definitely him. Like, I'm sorry, but that was him. So. All right, well, we'll find out. I, I, I will be, I, I will it's be a, watching to if see. It's if it's meant to be a surprise, that's bananas. Uh, maybe, you know what? Maybe you're right in the sense that maybe it's a surprise in the sentence. Mm. In what sense? I don't know. I was going to say in the sense that like the killer is going to be wearing a mask the whole time and we don't. And we don't actually. Cool. It's not going to be a murder mystery thing where we're like, who I is mean, it who's killing all the people? Friday the 13th has never been a murder mystery, right? It was that first but time, except it wasn't. Right. Right. Yeah. Except it was like, who did it? <laughs> who knows? Oh, oh it, okay, it's great. this new person that we never <laughs> met. I thought it was going to be Crazy Ralph this entire time. Nope. <sighs> nope. Not Crazy Ralph, as it turns out. Um, I do hope that somebody says we're all doomed as part oh, of this. That'd be delightful. I think I think Crazy Ralph is actually, unfortunately, dead in real life. No, Otherwise, I know. It but if somebody could pay tribute. No, I know. I'm just saying it would have been great to have him in it and it be like, what great. are you guys all doomed? Like, that'd be. <laughs> See, my, I, I thought that he was actually. In the... Say, I want to start spreading this urban legend that Crazy Ralph actually was murdered in part two and when oh. he got garroted and they actually killed him on set. Yes, yes, of course. Why wouldn't and they? That's how he actually died. Why wouldn't they? Yeah, exactly. Oh, yeah, well, get, get a more realistic take that way. That was, yeah, they, I mean, but they only had one shot at it, so that was risky. Yeah. Um, well, <laughs> shit, we didn't get it. <laughs> and then, then, well, then you get the behind the scenes weekend at Bernie's where they spent yes. the rest of the production lugging Crazy Ralph's body around, uh, you know, trying to make him act. They were like, oh, we need some more second unit shots of him walking around. And they're like, God damn it. See, now I'm beginning to regret that we that we're doing Texas Chainsaw next when we could be doing the entire weekend at Bernie's series. All two of them? Yeah. Um, oh my God. Well, so back in the day and, and, and Bernie fanboy. Back in the day when um uh when I was in an office building for work instead of working from home. And we would go to lunches. One of the things we would do is talk about uh, movies that you shouldn't make sequels to, but then talk about sequels. And I, the one I kept saying was, guys, 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 they need to do one of these 30 years later sequels for Weekend at Bernie's where they, they have need to, to complete dig up the his trilogy. Body. They have to dig up his body and make it seem like he's alive again. Come on, let's do this. <laughs> <laughs> and uh, nobody ever went for that one. Other I don't know. I feel like there'd be money out there for that. All right, so predictions. Let's see what what, what do you think is actually going to happen? Here? I mean, again, so we didn't get told us. that much. What they kind of told us a little bit. Well, a lot of people are going to die, but yeah. but we didn't get a lot of like real solid plot in there. Like so, like the big thing I'm going is like who's the main character of this movie? Um, no, that is not clear. Like who is there? Is one of is, the your classic is there a final girl? That's what I'm wondering. Is one of these like relatively? No offense to them. But relatively older people, because they're all in movies from like 20 years ago, right. uh, going to be a final girl in this slasher movie. And I, I that's I, I mean, that, that, is a, that is a high bar to reach because you have that, you know, Jamie Lee Curtis in the last uh, last two Halloween movies does a fine job with that. But I don't know if we, we have anybody of the caliber of Jamie Lee Curtis coming up here. But they don't. She's not really the final girl, though. Right. Like, it's really the. Her granddaughter yeah her granddaughter right yeah, and like she's true. like the badass <laughs> right she is the sarah connor of, of, that, <laughs> yeah, of, that, series, yeah. of that series at that point 100 percent um yeah, yeah so no like, we, we we don't we don't get a lot of that i mean like i i would hope that there is time for this to also be fun this is a pretty grim trailer in all things but it, like the world of horror conventions and the sort of the afterlife of movies i think is kind of a fun setting so i'm hoping for some like 
horror convention stuff to be happening in here, right? I think they I want like want to see some sort of that. Looks like yeah, it looks like some of that, which I think that would be a lot of fun fun to watch. How long is this movie? I, that's what I just was surprised to see. 101 minutes, so over an oh, hour and a half. This and is, then this is longer than any of the Friday the 13th movies. It's that that can't be true. It's got no. They're all like 90 minutes long. I guess maybe Freddy versus Jason is longer, but that would be the only one. Is that, that well? I'm, no, no, now I want to check, this. Fact check not, this right now. Do not go fact check it. But the other thing that I saw that shocked me was then a couple lines below that it does say it did make one eleven thousand dollars in the box office. How much? Eleven thousand five hundred dollars. All right, so it's like a solid like you know, three sold out showings. So there you go. There yeah. you go. Right, Big budget good. film. Well, what was the budget on it? It doesn't tell me the budget. Doesn't obviously. tell you the budget. All right. <laughs> I'm assuming though that right eleven thousand, there's there's right it, it did not make much money back in the theater probably in the theater it not wasn't the its theater. primary target place to yeah. make money I don't think so I don't think so here here here's what I want to know from you like is this the kind of thing that you enjoy right like like are you looking forward to this in a legit way as an actual movie. Right. Because, I mean, I did do that whole speech last time about I like good movies and I don't actually like watching bad movies. Yeah. Um, the answer is uh, I'm very trepidatious about this. Okay. Like this, this absolutely has potential to be good. But if I'm being truly honest, it doesn't look like it's going to be like it doesn't look like it's going to be great. It doesn't look like this is going to be one that I'm like, I'm so, so glad I watched it. I discovered this movie that I love. Like, it's, I'm hoping that it'll be good. It's very unlikely it'll be great. It's much more likely I'm going to be like, oh, my God, what did we do when we're done with this? Yay, bonus. Um, <laughs> no, I mean, I, I'm there with you a little bit. In general, I am, a, I am also, uh, to borrow your phrase, trepidatious in general about fan-produced media. I think it's a awesome outlet. I don't always know that I enjoy it very much. Uh, and but I don't know if you should call this fan produced. Media. No, but this it is, but it is, media. it is fan adjacent. It's fan adjacent. It, it's yeah. fan movie adjacent. It is not a fan movie. Because like literally, film. like it is, when I was reading step, the, but it is a, an the, adjacent step up. When I was reading the, 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 the cast, one of the people that was in, is in it is someone who literally was in a fan film. This apparently there's this movie called never hike alone a Friday the 13th fan film, which is 54 minutes long, came out. That is too long. That's that's not even a full length movie. Anyway, it came out in 2017 and it's, it's like known, like it's beloved by fans. Um, I have not watched it oddly enough, but it it is, uh, it is one that people like. So, like that's a fan thing because that's literally going. We're making it. But has film. has Deborah like, Voorhees written or directed other films? Um, she certainly acted in other things. Let's say, as an actress, as a producer, as a director, she has four credits. Now her things before this looked like they were mostly shorts. She did a a full length movie called Billy Shakespeare. Okay, which appears to be about a world where Shakespeare happens now. Sweet Shakespeare writes all his stuff now. Cool. Uh, and then a short called Othello, Good Night, My Sweet. She uh, likes Shakespeare. Well, who doesn't? I mean. Well, and then and then this seems to be like a, this is a, a, essentially an adaptation of Hamlet. 
<laughs> and she wrote both of those as well. She then okay. she also directed right. a thing called Catching Up, which I don't know what that is. Uh, a widowed socialite's encounter with an ex-con awakens her fascination for murder in this dark comedy. And that's another short. Uh, okay. and that one she does not appear to have directed or written. I mean, she just directed it. So she had so, she has some experience. Like again, yeah. Uh, right. I mean, honestly, I don't don't entirely know what to expect. Um, I I guess I'm hoping for competency and some knowingness on their part of what they're doing and that sort of translating to the screen. So we'll see. I mean, I think that's what makes like New Nightmare fun, right? Is is that there 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 is a there's a knowingness about it and a sort of awareness of the joke while at the same time actually being a scary movie, right? I mean, I love that movie. I love it. All right, so high bar, but we'll see. It's that's I mean that's. And I know some people would be scandalized by this, but that's my second favorite Nightmare on Elm Street movie. That's fair. Which is kind of in keeping with me it's, liking. It's, not, my, it, it's very much like my Star Wars opinions. I like A New Hope and then Force Awakens. <laughs> you know, you like what you, you like. What you like. You, you like the thing <laughs> and then the then the inversion of that thing. <laughs> so there you go. Yeah, exact same, exact same uh, setup. Um, well, I mean, and say same way you love like Jumanji, and then you skip right over Welcome to the Jungle and go straight to next level. I mean, I get it. I have no clue about those. <laughs> <laughs> That's totally fine. Um, all right. Well, how about as opposed to just googling things and just doing baseless <laughs> conjecture, we go ahead and uh, and and watch this movie right now. It sounds good. Let's do all it. All right. Cool. I'll be right back. Well, yeah, yeah. No, no, hey, hey, hey. you can't sigh straight out of the break. No. See. No, I mean, you can. You certainly yeah. can. It's, it, it may or may not be justified. Uh, you certainly can. Uh, so, <laughs> I feel like I'm getting a vague impression of what you thought of the film. Um, well, okay. I, I, the, the first thing's first, though. There is an important thing to get out of the way. Yes. What is that? Is it that, that D. Wallace is not in a Friday the 13th movie? No, no. D. Wallace is in a Halloween movie. That's why they made a big deal about their <laughs> including Halloween. And not a good one, by the way. <laughs> but there you are. Uh -huh. um, no, the thing to get out of the way is that I have been humbled and humiliated. Because... Oh. I, oh yeah, yeah, yeah. I, so... I, I feel I feel like your theory about the killer was not was not correct. Yeah, uh, but, well, it but wasn't, I, it it's wasn't not, even not a only, theory. No, it was said with great certainty. Like I just thought I was I, I didn't think like, well, he's gonna be the killer, therefore that must be him. Like my brain just went, Oh, that's him. Like that is him, and I just was a hundred percent wrong. And it's honestly, it is extremely <laughs> extremely humbling and i was like oh my god what a what a arrogant jerk that i just was like oh i'm right about things and here's what i'm right about um it's it's goodness. like it's like you're watching like i don't know sing and the entire time you think that it's nick kroll but it's actually john ham or something right it's embarrassing right it's that yes, level of shame yes yes it is i've never seen sing but thank you for the hint uh-huh. No, actually, no, I, I think I think I, I got think I got that backwards. Anyway, whatever. Um, but it it doesn't matter even in the slightest. Um, so I guess since we're starting the discussion there, how about we just go ahead and say, look, we, look, 
for all of our episodes, we have been dropping spoilers left and right, mostly because Friday the 13th movies are fairly unspoilable, except for maybe the first movie. No, it's 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 fine. The first right? one's fine. The first one's fine. <laughs> you could watch that and know that and have it be totally fine, because it's not like the the mystery pays it's off. Not in mystery, yeah, it's not a mystery. It's not a mystery. However, this I, I saw... No, sorry. I saw something... What, what did I just see that said something about the first Friday the 13th being like equal parts um, um, Halloween psycho and Agatha Christie. And I was just like, Oh, get out of here. Like I read Agatha Christie books. There is a death and someone did it. And you don't know who that's the, that is the extent to which it has. There's no mystery. You can't. Anyway, it's not a whodunit. Well, Friday the 13th is the, and then there were none of slasher films. That has a mystery. That has a reveal at the end. Like I, that has a reveal. Been invited like, to this camp for a reason, to be murdered. <laughs> well, that's that's not even true. <laughs> that's not even true. If they like, there's no she. She's mad because the they're or- at the camp. Right, right. No, no, right. I feel like yeah. it would be a 100% better movie if she just orchestrated a bunch of counselors to come there and just as so she could kill them. These are the children of the, the counselors. Right. Who... <laughs> yeah, exactly. That's when you mash up uh, Friday and Nightmare. Um, anyway. Uh, but, 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 but all that to say is that this is 100% a murder mystery, right? Oh, I mean, God. Okay. They, like, they are. This much right? more. This is, yeah. this, this is red herring the movie. They are constantly trying to make you think it's this person or that person. And it's supposed to be fun that you don't know who the killer is. Uh, so it's they have not. a bunch of improbable cartoon characters who could be killers. And then it's just somebody else. So, no, it's not somebody. Well, okay. We'll get into it. So. It certainly the, feels like it the well, way they set it up. Here's what I'll say: the first thing to get out. But of we're, the way, we're we're going to say who the killer is. By well, the way. Yeah, we're so, going to so that is everything about. If this. that matters to you, turn no. this thing off now. Well, I don't even know what you're talking Listener. about. Everyone watched this movie already, or they wouldn't be listening to this segment. Obviously, I they, think that that's how they, podcasts work. Usually, they either paused it in the middle, or they watched it in preparation and cursed our names because. It's not a good movie. I'm sad it's, to say. No, yes, no. It it is it is not in fact a very good movie. It is. Uh, it it, it is. has the shape and form of a movie. It it was technically filmed, or I guess, uh, like filmed, um, filmed, but like, and it has moving images, and there is music, and people are acting in it. But that's the extent to which I feel like this performance is a movie. and cine and and skill wise of filmmaking both with the. Well, I want to say with the possible exception of like some of the like gore effects, maybe some, maybe um, I would put this at squarely at softcore porn level. Like squarely. Oh, like, that's yeah, the quality yeah, no, of the yeah. performance and that's the quality of the filmmaking. No, it, it, it's a fan film. Like you, you called it a fan film and I, and I was like, well, it's not a fan film, but it's hundred percent a fan film. Uh, yeah. or I mean, it is, it is made specifically and only for hardcore Friday the 13th fanatics. Right. Yeah. Um, of which well, you are, are one Jordan. Like, this is yes. squarely aimed at you. No, because again, yeah, this is a movie for you. They made no. it for you. Why are you this reacting exactly, so poorly? This is exactly the thing that I, I, I was talking about last episode. I am not a, a fan of bad movies. Um, I, if I think a movie's bad, typically, again, there's rare exceptions. Like Plan 9 from Outer Space is like astonishingly so bad that it like crystallizes into joy. Right. Um, 
but no, that's the, like rare. The best bad movies are the ones where people are trying very, very hard to make a good movie and then falling incredibly short of doing so, right? Those are the oh, ones where you, you don't think doing... these people were trying? No, here's the thing. It had the opportunity to be one of those so bad it's good, but instead it falls somewhere in the middle where it's reasonably comp it's competently made. You can see all the seams. You can you can feel the the lack of writing, and it just ends up being like, uh, okay. See, I, yeah, because I, again, I, what I'm saying is, for the most part, I don't believe in so bad it's good. Like, I there's like the number of movies I think are so bad it's good are like a count on one hand probably. Like, like that's not, which is not to say I haven't had good experiences watching movies that are bad where like I'm watching them with my friends and we had a good time and it's like that movie was terrible. I'll never watch it again. Right. But we all had fun in that moment. This might be able to get through one of those, but there are definitely people who like enjoy bad movies who are like, no, no, let's all get together and watch bad movie on purpose. And you like, I literally have friends who have said, I'm going to have a bad movie party. And I'm like, but couldn't we have a good movie party? <laughs> Like, and again, I, I will acknowledge, acknowledge fully that sometimes when I have a good movie party, other people are like, that was actually a bad movie party because that movie was bad. And I'll be like, no, it wasn't. Well, but you love, uh, well, that's just opinion. Jason takes Manhattan and no. that is not a very good movie. No, I hate that movie. What? Oh, wait, am I, I don't, misremembering? Okay. Hate, hate, I hate, I hate <laughs> that movie because I love Friday the 13th. I don't actually hate that movie. Cause again, I'd watch that movie 20 times before I watch this movie again. Right. Um, and I don't hate it, which is funny because I don't hate this movie. I just was extremely bored with this movie. <laughs> no. Here's the thing. There is a kernel of a good idea here. That's what I think is a bit frustrating. Um, and because they clearly spent a lot of goodwill and a lot of sort of like fan effort and support went into this. And I respect and love all that effort, right? I love the fact that they somebody had an idea and they went out and they made it and they gathered together all these people that mean something to fans theoretically, mm -hmm. um, and uh, and 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 made the movie they want to make. However, I think it's a very sloppily constructed version of what what this idea. Right? Yeah. There's a tight little movie somewhere that you would make where oh, you where so like not tight <laughs> no no it's not tight it is a slack hour and 41 oh uh, when it, i remember getting to like literally the, like the hour point and being like oh my god how is there this much left of this movie like this is, movie's got to be almost over now well because the movie does not have a sense of tension or tightness in its no. in its bones it does doesn't right so it, it kind of like let let sort of scenes linger in long flat tensionless sections for big, big there's one of it. section that i'm in and again probably if in the moment, if you asked me about it, I would have been like, no, it's terrible. But like in my memory, there's one section that I liked. That Which I actually, is that? Which is well, that? Well, I don't want to spoil it. All let's right. Don't it. don't let's spoil it. That, that's go. fine. No, hold, hold on. So, OK. Please. But uh, you were saying you were we saying. were talking about Agatha Christie earlier. And I think, <laughs> no, I think this would actually be a good model for this movie. If there was a yeah. and there were none type of a thing where all these former Friday the 13th stars have been invited to a house. And they all, the only thing they have in common is Friday the 13th and they don't know why they are there. And this would go well with our, with our eventual killer. Uh, yeah. Right. And, and then they sort of get like picked off in increasingly interesting ways in a single set environment. They could have learned things from Friday the 13th movies. 
Yes. That's what I think. I feel like this doesn't feel like, like if you're making a, a tribute to Friday the 13th movies, it should feel like Friday the 13th. And it doesn't more. Right. 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 Exactly. And I think if you, if you made this a, why are, why are they not at a camp? Like, like even at a lake, a lake house for a weekend and people get killed there over the weekend, you could spend the money on that you spent on like, right. There there are all sorts of things on different locations and right. There's so many people's multiple houses. No, set it in one shitty house by a lake and just kill everybody there. And then you would actually have scenes and people talking in that house and interacting. Instead, it felt like they got like these actresses and actors for like in like twosies, threesies for, for like two, for, for like two or three days at a time. And they don't really interact with each other. And it's just like, and so therefore you get this long extended traveling roadshow of a movie where people are just driving back and forth in different places. And it's just like, why, why are you not making this a single location shoot? What's wrong with you? So let's, let, so D Wallace though, let's talk about D Wallace. Though. What the hell is D Wallace doing in this movie? So we got to imagine that they just were like, well, we got to cast D Wallace. No, yeah, like, like, like that's who they could get. Right. Like they're like, but none oh, yeah. of these people are famous. Like real, right? Not really names. Maybe Corey Feldman, but he's not going to lead this movie for sure. No. So, so what are we going to do? How are we going to make this happen? And like again, D. Wallace, I, I, I will believe that somebody it, it, reached out and, she, and they said she said yes, right? No, I was going to say I would believe that it's true that she is also at these like these convention signings, oh, guaranteed, sure. So they probably just were like, yeah, they, do, I do you want to do? We're doing D. this thing. Oh, do you want to be involved? Yeah, sure. Yeah. And then they had to really quickly make the concept dilute. Right. Right. So exactly. now she's just happens to be uh, friends with uh, Deborah Voorhees and was there. Right. And again, that I, I would believe that's true. Sure. Like, I would believe that they met at these cons and they are friends and that's how she's in the movie. So maybe I mean, the problem true. is, is that dilutes the entire premise of the film. If yes. you're like, I love all the Friday the 13th movies and Halloween. Yes. Yes. And here's, I'm so stupid. I did not, I like had to, I had to stop at some point and be like, wait, where is D Wallace in the Friday the 13th movies? It didn't quite occur to me until like way late. I was like, wait a second. She's not even in them. What is even happening? And well, here's the thing. Like I love I that she married to, junior though. Oh, well let's we'll get to that. She's, you would be forgiven for not, knowing she's in the Halloween movies because again, the one she's in is the worst one that I, which one is she in that I would never watch ever again. No, the Rob zombie remake. (laughs) She plays your nemesis. This is your movie nemesis. She plays Laurie Strode's adopted mother, meaning Mrs. Strode. Yeah. Cynthia Strode in the, the Rob zombie remake, which is awful. Um, so so yeah like there's you could be you could love halloween movies and be like what is she in halloween because it's not a very beloved halloween movie (laughs) um yeah it's it's bananas that she's the i mean obviously and then and then she's she's the lead right Right. yes 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 (laughs) right right. which they don't even mention right no i mean i i then i then had to go back and be like wait is there any like major like she was referred to as like the famous one and the genre queen. And I was like, but I don't know a lot of the other things that she is in, in this kind of a way. And that could be just a gap in my like filmography that I, or things that I have seen. 
there's stuff she's been in and it looks like honestly it it, it looks like she's done well, let's see what's what's she done uh, what kind of stuff does she do in recent oh she was also in critters apparently and sure. you know what okay and cujo and the howling so uh, oh that's right i just watched the howling yeah, yeah yeah. so she's been in a bunch of horror movies like it's not like she doesn't do horror no um, though i would totally watch the et fanboy movie where it's a it's a kid who is obsessed with d wallace because of et uh oh sure and then dresses up as et to kill people oh he's gonna kill people i thought he was gonna like what love them yeah he's et just yeah. just no, no, no. We're still talking slashers here. Um, get this. She was in Critters, right? Right. Uh, she was also in Critters Attack, a 2019 TV movie. Which cannot possibly be about the, the, the same Critters. No, it is. It is? It's not it's like a... a critters a... film. A little fuzzy guys with sharp teeth. Yep. It's about those Critters. That came out in 2018? 2019. 2019. Oh, okay. Was unaware of that one. It looks like she's done a bunch of stuff. She, here's another uh, Three from Hell, another Rob Zombie horror movie, uh, Jeepers Creepers Reborn. Oh, that um, that is just barely out. Is that just barely out? Yeah. Well, there you go. So, okay. so, so she's so she's done plenty of. That said, that's still not. The it's a tenuous. It's a, also did, a yeah. tenuous connection to this movie, right? It oh, still yeah, doesn't no. explain why she's in this movie. They try to hand wave at this, um, but boy, and then, it, oh, go ahead. No, no, go ahead. Well, I was going to say, and to, to answer the other big question we had, if you haven't watched the movie, uh, the big question we had was, as you just heard, who's going to be the final girl? And the answer is yeah. they, they introduce a new young character, and that's... Who uh, is also not really the final girl. Well, that's, that's true. That's true. Uh, but she is a little bit more. No, she <laughs> but... is. She is. She fights the bad guy at the end. Yes, sort of. Yeah, yes, 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 yes. But, so, but so, she wasn't there. She has to show up and like save the day, which is not what final girls do. Not right? typically. Not typically. Right? It, it's like, it's not like the, the, the bad guy doesn't really care about her that much. Well, because here, because here's the thing. First of all, D. Wallace is the famous one. Second of all, this, this, the, I mean, again, oh man, I feel bad. I feel bad. The reason I feel bad bad mouthing this movie, even though I've already said a million bad things about it, so it's like, why am I going to stop now? Um, is that like it's? It feels like it's a small enough movie that somebody would see. Oh, they were they somebody talked about our movie on a podcast and they'll listen to it. Oh, <laughs> but no, here it is. So what I was going to say was, the the person they had play her, uh, play the, the the girl, like also isn't like very good, like. Though she is, though I would say that she is easily the the best out of the cast in terms of like maybe actually playing a character. Sure, sure, but still, that's not saying much. Yeah. Okay. Fair enough. Um, okay. So let's do this movie. Let's do this movie. So okay, here's how it starts. It. Um, again, we said it was written and directed by Deborah Voorhees. Well, the movie starts with her. Uh, we are at her like ranch. I guess she has a ranch. Thirteen years earlier. Yes, it starts 13 years ago, yes. So we're at her ranch. Oh, te and technically we start with D. Wallace going like, oh man, that, there's a psycho who's stalking me. And uh, originally he was stalking Deborah Voorhees. So we flash back to 13 years ago. Uh, a scene where her granddaughter is coming to visit her at her ranch. They're having a happy time until 
her granddaughters. I mean, they're ha- they're literally having like a happy bunny time. Like it's yes. like, oh, can we go and feed the bunnies, grandmother? Oh, I love you so much. Not as much as I love you. Coochie, coochie, coo. And I was like, oh. which it is some. Um, it made my heart sink really, really early on. <laughs> so, so, so they're having a grand time until uh, the stalker texts a picture of them to. Uh, 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 I've already forgotten your name. <laughs> Ms. Deb, Voorhees. Deb, Deborah, Deborah Voorhees. Voorhees. Deborah that's Voorhees. That's, that's who it is. And getting that picture, she freaks out. She she goes takes home. Long story short, she hides the the granddaughter, but the granddaughter has a clear view of the bad guy stalker coming and murdering her vicious her, her grandmother viciously. Stabbing her is this a big stabby stab in the stomach? Was this one? I think there's so. a lot of there's a lot of stomach stabbing. So forgive me if I get this wrong. I think so. And so then 13 years later. Oh, oh, sorry. I, something immediately I have to mention, because the first time we see Deborah Voorhees uh, and this really did make me laugh out loud. They they do oh, on screen ho- credits. Yes. Yes, they do. And thank God, because I can't recognize any of these people <laughs> Absolutely. Uh, from the movies. And this is not because they've aged poorly or anything, but it's like but they all. No, just everybody just kind of looks a little different, and I don't really remember. Yeah, well, they're all yes, they're older. Um, it's been many years. Not and again, not in a. They look terrible way, but in a, they're just older. Also, they were playing characters. Now they're playing themselves. And let's be real, a lot of the characters in the Friday the Thirteenth movies are just generic people. Whatever, right? It, <laughs> it doesn't actually matter who they who you are, right? Who are good looking? That doesn't. It doesn't yeah, matter. <laughs> absolutely. Um, here, I, I will say the other note I, I made at this point is music is trying too hard. <laughs> uh, this movie, uh, and this is a this is a general note that will run throughout the whole thing, is desperately trying to drum up tension with the music at all times. It has so many bass drops that it, it it wears out its bass drop welcome so fast. Like everything is, uh, it is, you could be showing just a picture of a, like a footage of a corner store and it'd be like, boo. <laughs> yep. You're like, oh my God, it's, it's creepy. But nothing creepy is happening. Nothing about this movie is shot in a way that actually indicates creepiness. Uh, and whereas I think like Halloween exploits this to amazing effect is that they're doing these still shots and using the music to hype it up, uh, it feels like yeah. the music is 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 working with uh, like too little butter here. Right? It's yes. just like it's just like okay, what am I supposed to do? I guess I'll make it sound creepy. Exactly, is, exactly. It is, it's, the whole it's, and the whole thing is like that. Yeah, exactly, exactly. It's compensating. So, so thirteen years later, we're now in the present, and the granddaughter, whose name is Kelsey, Kelsey, Kelsey Voorhees. Stars, a uh, star of Bloodlust 1, 2, and 3. And for a second, I thought she was an actual, like that was the name yes. of an actual actress and that she was in some movies called Bloodlust 1, 2, and 3, which sounds like a movie I would not have seen. Good. That This is this is a good bit. This is a good bit. Because again, we have these on-screen credits and they're all true. And she gets a fake one. And I think that's kind of delightful. That is kind that's, of fun. That's kind that of is, great. That is, that is kind of fun. Um, so, she's a, and, so she's an actress. And also she's like, and she's an MMA fighter. Right. And a uh, women's safety instructor, right? Right. Like women's personal safety instructor. And so we meet her while she's uh, taking with a whole class of trainees uh, and she's teaching them how to this scene. Okay. 
classic sort of like save the cat style screenwriting would have her she kind of jumps up on her demonstration dude that she has there and like wraps her knees around his neck and she's like and that's how you take down somebody who's bigger than you right or something who's like bigger sure. than you or some 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 along those, those those lines and you would expect oh look they focus on that to have a big payoff moment in some sort of big climactic fight where that is what happens uh, and it never comes back ever again. No, it's not. No, it's not good. No. Doesn't um, do that. So the um, other uh, the other thing that she provides to the movie, and I'm sorry to be crass. She's a young woman who can get naked. And they they waste no time in two back to back scenes where she where she gets nude to take a shower and she gets nude to have sex with her boyfriend um, who she first punches in the face by accident. In another stupid, like, fake out thing. Yep. Okay, but 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 first I want to talk about creepy janitor Wesley, who is yep. there for no reason at all. Well, I think one of those red herrings you were talking about, absolutely. Yeah, except that we never meet him again. Nope, never see him I, again. Never see him again, and he's also the wrong size to uh, to possibly be the killer, right? <laughs> uh, but, yeah, we, we they overplay it so much, I'm like, this is clearly not the guy. No. Uh, and... She so she apparently plays a character in Bloodlust one, two, and three named Dash. Yes. And so creepy uh janitor Wesley sort of like, you know, she goes off to the shower and creepy janitor Wesley goes, You're my best friend, Dash. <sighs> yeah. And then then we're supposed to, and then then we get like she she gets nude and she does the they actually at least this is like the classic uh as, as this is the second movie in a row following Saturday of the 14th where we get creepy like focusing on underwear uh oh, yeah, as yeah. as part of the getting 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 naked part where they're like and also look at this underwear in a way <laughs> I'm like stop it what are you doing <laughs> um and then we get the fake out where it's yeah. like a, like the music is really like like is, is is pounding and this guy is coming up behind and then it turns out it's her boyfriend Chris she punches once again right then the she punches him right in the face exactly and he's but, like oh, but then I, they immediately start having sex in the so, shower yes <laughs> so uh, so we follow her to a convention uh, where wait. No, no, no. I, I mean, listen, I, there's not, no, 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 no. Hold on, hold on, scenes, hold on. Please. Because we immediately then cut to, we immediately cut to uh, Kelsey and Chris in bed at home. And did you, did you hear the music that's playing quietly, softly in the background? Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a, it's, it's a song like called, theme song, right? I'd say like thirteen, watching you tonight, <laughs> and it's a some sort of like quiet acoustic. Uh, like Nickelbacky Creed-like ballad that is going on, which is sort of like stupidly on the nose. And then, not only this is where we first see the killer, right? Like we're like the, the modern modern day killer who is watching them have sex, and he's masturbating to them having sex. Oh, I don't think I noticed that he was masturbating. He is hundred percent jerking off while watching her and Chris have sex. Oh wait, which... wait, 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 wait! I did see that because he's sorry, sorry. I forgot because I was when you said that I was imagining him like outside a window. He has their entire apartment rigged, for like like wired. Which is also super dumb that they are constantly now going to red herring us, Chris the boyfriend, as a killer. When this scene clearly shows. The guy, the killer, watching Chris. Yeah, you're right. Yeah, but you're we're but right. we're gonna work red herring in a minute. Yeah, yeah. but we're we're gonna 
we're going to work super hard this entire movie now to implicate Chris, but it clearly is not Chris unless you're supposed to be like Chris videotaped and then watched he the and yeah yes but then but then took it down into his red glowy basement and then he put on his creepy killer clothes and then decided to masturbate to him having real sex that's pretty which pretty seems unlikely to me yeah, but yeah. but stranger things have happened in movies so all right but now yes so then we, get we go to, to the convention my favorite part this is the thing i was looking forward to the entire time and uh yeah we get a couple of like uh you know well, I would say like second unit shots, except <laughs> they have one unit in this movie. There we get like go. the shots of, yeah, it's just like lines and people signing B-roll, things. And... But it's in Pasadena, which is where I live. Oh, it's there at you the go. convention center where I'm at all the time. It's nice. You could have been in this movie. Um, <laughs> so... missed, missed opportunities here. <laughs> so so at this convention is D. Wallace. At this convention is, uh, no, is D there? Uh, yeah, yeah, I believe D is there. I believe Kelsey is there. Kelsey's but... there. Judy Aronson. No, I don't know if D. Anyway, it doesn't matter. Uh, it Judy really Aronson doesn't. is there. CJ Graham is definitely there. Um, Which one is Is he one of the other Jasons? He's, yeah, he's one of the Jasons. Uh, yeah, part four, I think. Um, but who's not there is uh, Lar Park Lincoln, who was the psychic girl, Tina, in part seven. Yep. Uh, so. Kelsey calls her up on the phone. It's like, Hey, are you on your way? I saw your table. She's like, Oh yeah. I, some excuse doesn't matter. Um, <laughs> but like moments later, apparently the killer not only attacks her, but live streams his attack of her. Wait, no. So live streams it. And then as somebody with a horror YouTube show is also being like, this is happening right now and has packaged together a, a new segment on it. Right. <laughs> Yes, and they're all saying she's dead. They say she's been brutally murdered, even though she hasn't been brutally murdered. She's been kidnapped. We will soon know. So the live stream definitely doesn't show her getting killed, but for some reason it's being reported as she's been killed. And they're speculating that it's all a stunt for this movie being made called Snuffed Out by uh, Vince DeSanti, right? Right, right. Absolutely, yes. Which Um, is, right, it's been making a snuff-style film. Who is the, who is the... He played Jason in that fan film we were just talking about earlier, Never Hike Alone. Um, did have he you seen that? It too? I have not. He directed it as well, or some of yeah. it anyway. I, I did not see it. No, I've never seen it. I'm pretty sure it's just up on YouTube because, again, it's a fan film. But right. I could be mistaken. Um, so, yeah. So, uh, Kelsey freaked out that Lar is dead? Dead, maybe missing? right. Well, 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 and she's she's worried about history repeating itself with uh, with Deborah Voorhees oh, yeah, getting killed. Oh yeah, because somebody right? says somebody says it's is probably this history repeating person. itself? Yeah, um, which again is also pretty messed up because it's thirteen years later. Like this is a movie about a person who kills someone and then waits and, for thirteen years and see, then kills see, a bunch now, more people. See now that would be the every thirteenth year killer. <laughs> So right. They... That, that, that seems like it. Like if you were a serial killer and you were able to wait that long in between, you would probably not get caught. No, they wouldn't right? even know you were a serial killer. Right. They, right. They right. It wouldn't be until like the fourth one. It would be like the serial killer equivalent of Michael Apted's seven up series where every but, 13 years we check in with a new victim. But the fourth one is 52 years. <laughs> oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. It, they get harder and harder for the killer to perform every time. They get lazier and lazier. Eventually, it's just like I left a manhole cover open. 
<laughs> what this like 70 something year old is going to pry open a manhole cover well he pays somebody to do it he gets oh, like okay. a task task grab at something right and he pays him pays him five bucks to go open a manhole and hope that somebody falls into it so kelsey goes to lars house where people you know all of lars fans are leaving little trinkets and whatnot uh and and they're getting kicked off the property. Well, uh, Kelsey by the being... by the fakest police officers oh, yeah. I think I've ever seen. Oh yeah, um, but Kelsey, having been her actual friend, uh, like sneaks around back, knows where her hidden key is hidden, gets into the house, starts looking around before getting busted by the cops again. But she does see that Lar left her cat or dog, her her cat, and cat. I I swear. So they show a picture of they they show the cat. And a litter box, and I swear they CG'd in a bunch of fake cat litter, like a bunch of like fake poop in the cat litter, cat turds, to indicate that the cat had been left alone for a long time. I was if like, they CG'd they... it in. That's pathetic. Like, <laughs> just make fake cat poop or make real cat poop. Like it doesn't take right. that long. It, I, I swear it looked like real, like like a, it, it felt like it was floaty or composite. I could be wrong, but I was like, something's off. That's, yeah, that's they, they, yeah. But she gets but busted so she, out yeah. by the cops. But she's like, he, she wouldn't do this. And they're like, yeah, fucking, we don't believe you. It's a, it's a publicity stunt. It's bullshit. Um, okay. Now I, I'm already getting going like, I don't remember what is no, the well, next so, right, so, so, oh, so Also, we some, didn't mention some, Corey Feldman. Corey Feldman was at the con too, not as uh, himself. He no, plays, as, as a cartoon character. He plays a cartoon character. He's he describes okay. himself as a producer. But really, he's a guy who gave what is it, a hundred thousand dollars to to the uh, to the Blood to Bloodlust Three out of their two point five million budget. So, he, and as a result, he can like go to the set and do whatever he wants, and apparently grab lots of asses because supposedly he's oh doing that. yeah yeah this, this is uh we'll, we'll talk about this I think we're because we we're gonna we're not quite at the set of Bloodlust Three, but when he actually is on the set, uh, this movie has an ambivalent at best uh point of view about sexual harassment. <laughs> <laughs> it definitely decides to have an argument about it. We'll get there. We'll get there. So, um, so we meet, him, we meet him at the convention he's and he's a, he's, a, he's a creep. He meets like one of the starlings is like, I would love to have you in my movie. We should have a really nice dinner sometime. And she's like, yeah, I would like that very much. But no, he's like a super creepo. And so we're supposed to be like, yeah, all right. So Corey Feldman has obvious creep. You assumed obviously it was Corey Feldman before <laughs> earlier. If you remember, this was because I that really you... thought it was his voice, but I was just a hundred percent wrong. Like I couldn't have been more wrong. Maybe they asked him to do the voice for the trailer, no, and he's no. not in the movie. I, I listen. I actually, when I got to the scene where the dialogue happens, uh, I was like, "That doesn't sound like him at all." I, I was wrong, and then I went back to the trailer and I went, "Is did I did he?" Do, and I was like, no, I was just no, 100% no, you're wrong. Just 100% I was just wrong. super that's, that's wrong. And I don't know, you know how what? I was. It's I an admirable terrible. trait to be able to admit when you are wrong. So is that the next scene? Is that we we see Lar kidnapped? No. Being no. tortured? No? Uh, no. So yeah, yes, 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 yes. We, we see her in the basement being like tortured by uh, Mr. Fanboy himself here. And that's when um, he gives his backstory. His backstory, such as it is, which was sometimes my dad would lock me in a basement and you guys were my only friends. I mean, we we, we heard it. on They heard it on the trailer. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, it doesn't feel very convincing as a, as a, oh. as a backstory. This story is not very interesting. No. And there was a bit in there that it's another like, let's just throw in another thing, which is that 
like he, he says something about you shouldn't have told people your your biggest fear and there's like at some point then soon after they show that she tweeted like my biggest fear is being left alone in a hole to die by myself What's yours? right and- as a conversation starter <laughs> like an ask me anything and so hey, that's God, what he's doing he's right just right <laughs> my, my biggest fear is someone giving me a lot of money and <laughs> and then me not knowing what to do with it <laughs> It would just be so disorienting. Um, so yeah, because he because he's he he does a little bit. What is it like? He he does this thing where he's like, "Oh, I was gonna f-, like." She tries to attack him, and he's like, "Oh, you attacked oh. me. I was gonna like feed you and give you water." Well, I I had made but... you I had made you potatoes and beets <laughs> or something something very specific. I think I... he said it's been three days since she drank anything, which I was like, I don't know if that's even possible but all right you're reaching your limits probably at that point you do need the water in order to live um but i mean she could have been drinking her own pee this entire time we just don't know Uh, um, they don't show it is what i'm saying but let's assume let's assume um here's here's the thing this movie is ostensibly like about fans I feel like there's been so much like, right? No, but like it, it, it's, supposed to, it's supposed to, right? We're at this horror convention. We're meeting fans of these movies. But, that's, but we're right? not. There's a lot of discussion about fans. But, and I feel, I feel like there's been a lot of work done to be like, no, horror movie fans are really nice. They're really absolutely, they're not, they're not twisted weirdos who just want to kill people. And then this movie is like, no, but then this, this guy watched a bunch of horror movies and then he decided to kill people. It definitely seems to be working against the horror community act- yes. actively. Well, in in that respect, but the, but again, I, the the one piece I disagreed on, like it's not about fans in that there's no fans in it, and I know it's like well, except for this guy, except at the convention a, we meet some meet some fans. Not really. I mean, well, not in any way that I can remember. There was there was the guy who made such a convincing machete that the police had to come over and check it. That was sure that happened for two seconds and, and then, that guy was cool and then, he then was, everybody was happy about it everybody was like yeah good job and he was like thanks yeah, so thanks, much thanks it's the only part of his outfit that looks remotely convincing because he otherwise just had a completely non-authentic jason mask that he yes, was holding he spent all his skill he just finished it took a year to do that to, to make that make that very very convincing machete um yeah there's no fans in this movie so oh okay let's again let's talk about this because uh I, it's somewhere around here. It gets introduced into it, and it's bananas. You mentioned D. Wallace is married to the actor who played Junior. <laughs> this is okay. So I, I immediately went, Junior. "Holy shit, is that true?" Like that explains why D. Wallace is in this movie. No, it's not remotely fucking true. They just randomly went. You these people and you, are married, married together. It's fine. They, yeah, they are not married. She I has mean, been married twice. To neither of them are him. Larry David is not married to what's her butt on she Curb doesn't Enthusiasm. play herself in that show. But she Larry plays David a plays character. himself. Right. But La- no, but, same, but same both thing. of these people same are thing. playing themselves. <laughs> they are both in this movie as themselves. <laughs> he is his name is who is he? Who is he? I'm I'm just gonna call him Junior. Ron Sloan. Ron, Ron Sloan, Sloan plays yeah. himself as well. A person who is not married to to D. Wallace does not have kids. They have children and grandchildren in this movie. Uh, I mean, there's a there's a dramatic moment 
a, a dramatic moment with really good acting. I'm lying. Where, where she is once again worried about the fact that she's being stalked. Which, and no, nobody believes her. And no least, one believes least, her. Least of all Ron. Or, and his children and their, their daughter, is it their daughter or son? I can't remember which it is. Doesn't matter. The son. Yeah. And their son. And the son takes the grandchildren away and he's like, she's like, uh, and he, 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 now I can't remember, but he's like yelling at her because he's like, it's your fault. We're losing our son. And then. (laughs) I mean, it would be, it would be one thing if this was how it was built up, right? If she was Sarah Connor and nobody believes her that the Terminator is out there and is coming to kill people. And she's been going on about this forever. But that really is not the case. She legitimately finds a chunk of her hair that has been cut off in the middle of the night. Oh, she hides it, though. She doesn't tell anybody, I guess, because she's afraid of being called crazy. No, that would be the thing that proves you're not crazy. I know. And she's too scared. Listen, this movie doesn't make sense. And people's reactions, like the whole thing, like people are like, honestly, she her in the scene where she is freaking out about the stalker is like the most sensible stalker reaction that it happens in the movie. Most of the time people are like, Oh, my stalker. Like, okay. Uh, what are we supposed to do? Yeah, the, 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 po- the police have no like agency at all either. They're like, yeah, oh, yeah. we can't do anything. Are you saying it's an emergency? Whatever. Yeah. Like the police don't come off terribly well in this movie. I mean, freaking okay. Uh, the beginning of the movie, Deborah Voorhees is, has her little little do- little granddaughter Kelsey Voorhees, and they manage to get out of the house, right? Yeah. And what do they do? They run into the forest where she stuffs her granddaughter in an empty log, and then gets murdered. And I'm sitting there going, "You didn't go into your car, why? You didn't drive away from this place where you know the killer is for what reason?" no none well okay so speaking of not making sense we actually before we introduce uh ron sure (laughs) this this power couple uh we meet tracy savage okay Uh, tracy savage oh god yeah i forgot all about this yes this 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 retroactive this retroactively does not make sense and we'll kind of get to this i think but so she's debbie from part three i do not remember who that is i'm but pretty she is, sure she's the pregnant one yes that's right and so she is teaching a class and everybody wants to like know about friday the 13th or whatever um and uh she gets like a text while she's teaching or something or she she gets now text. this now hold on let me just let me just defend this for a moment and say this part is true she doesn't get killed in real life she is a professor she teaches classes this is what she actually does for a living now and they are reflecting that please go on that that is it's nice to see cinema reflecting life right enriching (laughs) us she's playing herself it should have some nugget of truth anyway continue uh so she is she is teaching a class uh and then she finds a blue bloody bikini yes in her desk drawer. I don't know whose bikini this is. This supposed to be Lar Park Lincoln's bikini? No, no, no. It's supposed to be hers. Okay. Th- this is another why... thing because she wore that bikini in part three. Is that what it is? Okay, yes, great. Yes, yes. Okay, good. Uh, and, and, uh, like, th- yes, one of the things that we, we hear them all say that this stalker has said to them is some, hey, wouldn't it be cool if you died the way you died in your movie? A thing that isn't what happens, by the way. No. Like, no, that yes, that would be cool if only the movie <laughs> followed through on it. No. Yeah. Exactly. 
<laughs> right. The, the the movie alternately wants to kill you by your greatest fear, or uh, or there's or there's there's one one say somebody who's like, you took my breath away, and now I'm going to take yours. Yes. And so it's oh, it's, it's it's vast vastly inconsistent. But so she finds a bloody bikini, and she tries to call the police, but the police are dead. Somebody has killed the police that she is calling. Which yeah. is which is bananas she's calling, to me. Like, that, I think she's calling or like security, the security like out sure. front or something. Yeah, yeah. Not that that is clear, but it's but so security is dead, and then she tries calling her husband, but her husband is also dead. Oh yeah, and I'm that, assuming that's the that best the, way to do it. Kill everyone your victim will try to reach out to first, and really, then your actual victim. Right, it really punks them, <laughs> and then. And then a random janitor gets gets killed with like a broomstick through it. That's the thing. All sorts of tangential people are being murdered here too, which I guess would be fine if this were a Jason movie. Sure. But it's not a Jason movie. This is a fanboy who supposedly has a plan for who he's going to kill and maybe kills like 10% of the people that are killed are like in Friday the 13th and the rest are just like around. And let's not forget 13 years after his first victim. 13, 13 years later. Well, it took him a while <laughs> to come up with this ridiculous plan. <laughs> and like, yeah. why did he kill just Deborah and then go, I should kill the rest of them. I, wait, I have an idea. <laughs> oh Yeah. <laughs> But then, yeah, and, and and then and then Tracy Savage is dragged off, and it's not entirely clear. Like, there's a fight, but like, it's not entirely clear if she's dead or not. We find retroactively out at some point, but I don't remember even how or why. There's like a thing where Wait. somebody shows a video or something, or that. Yeah, yeah, sure. Yeah, I don't know. So it doesn't matter. It um, doesn't matter. See, I thought, and at this point, I thought she's getting dragged off. And what's going to happen is that they're all going to be end up in that basement and they're all going to fight back against this guy who's a K who's holding them captivity. What a good idea. That would also have been a better movie, right? Like there could be a, I could see a tight like first 30 where a bunch of them are being captured. And now it's a tight house thriller where they have to break out and show this fanboy who's boss. Like, you know, right. Yeah. No, no, no. Nope, not what happens. Nope. Well, you know what? Here's the thing. When we do our remake of all the Friday the 13th movies and we fix everything in there, we'll have the same actors also do a remake of this where we fix this. No, we'll just have to, at that point, we'll have to do the deep fake versions of them. We'll just have the- No, no, no. I mean, I mean, the people we've hired for our remakes will just have also be in this. Oh, I see what you mean. Got it, got it. No, no, but we'll have to do 13 years later so that we can make sure that they are aged appropriately. We'll just age up their faces with, with, with makeup. Uh, and then even it'll, before it'll we... be like it'll be like uh, ben, or the beginning of Benjamin Button and it'll be all like anyway. oh god. Um, but even before all of like uh, we 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 meet meet D, D and Ron, uh, we have to meet Kane Hodder and Tina. No, see, I'm pretty sure we meet Ron first because I remember thinking how crazy that was. Uh, that they, they were married, but it doesn't matter because this is the part I, I was going to say I remember fondly because of how ridiculous <laughs> it is, and I like listen. Kane Hodder is trying his ass off. Yes, basically, basically, like, I mean, okay, again, I'm sorry, Kane Hodder, I love you. He's not that the world's greatest actor, but I feel like I feel like either he said to Debbie or Debbie already knew that this was the case. That it's like I want to be able to, I want to 
I want like a part where I like do some acting instead of just being a stunt guy, which is actually like lines in this movie um, as well. And, and, and not only that, you get, you get a, <laughs> there's a monologue that we will get to that is the most. Yeah, that, that is the best part of the movie. I think that is the best part of the movie. So, so yeah, this is another just random shit. Um, uh, okay. The woman, uh, Jennifer, Jennifer Banco, she played young Tina in part seven, the little girl at the beginning of the movie. Okay. Oh, okay. And so that is a movie that that's, that is the movie. Kane is in that movie. Um, is he in that s- scene? I don't think he's in that scene. I don't know that they shared any scenes together because I will. Yeah. Right. Cause his scenes, cause in that scene at the beginning, that's she, she gets her father killed, but we don't see Jason. But, no, but Jason's not there until right, right. like way later. Exactly. So, um, can I, but, I just want to point out that Kane and Tina, whatever Tina's actual name is, uh, are working on staging a production of Streetcar Named Desire. They want, yeah, they're trying. Yeah, to they get want funding. to. They're trying, trying to get funding to get 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 it off the ground. Which I'm like, all right, that's, that's they funny. have. That, they have that is funny enough. They have what you it will confirm to be a platonic relationship, but like a close platonic relationship randomly are, is, they are given in this film. Like they are close confidants. And yes, he is upset because like he, t- he tells the story about going to this person, this producer for funding on streetcar and, <laughs> and the producer being so excited to meet him and being a fan the of legendary Kane Hodder. Yeah. And getting him to do autographs and pictures and then telling him, no, I'm sorry. I just can't see this role. For see you. the like, legendary Kane Hodder doing this. Yeah. Um, and so then she's like, forget it. I'll be your Stella. You can be my Stanley and we'll do this on our own. Um, and they're excited. And like, that's the thing at very fr- in at this moment in the, in the, scene i was like is this like a weird relationship that they're in but like i said by the end of the film it, they, they do clarify this is a not a romantic relationship this is a platonic relationship thankfully thankfully <laughs> well it would be horrifying if if he met this young girl on a set and they were together years later it would be horrifying you you are just scared of love jordan i understand mm-hmm. it's mm-hmm. the love part so yeah. are we just gonna get to this like can we just get to the the death of that because i don't again i don't remember the order of the freaking scenes the what what matters is the st- guess what the stalker's coming after her too not and, not and, him, by the way okay no no well I mean, and this is where I feel like the movie is constantly doing this, where they have the two people in a place and then they separate them for no reason at all. And then it happens and then they have to come back together again. It's just like they they could have just set everything in this one house and made a whole action scene about this. If Kane doesn't leave, how can the stalker horrify her? How can he terrorize her? He can't do that while Kane's around. That's mm-hmm, preposterous. Sure. That's it's preposterous. Prepo- it's absolutely preposterous. But yeah, so he stalks her and he sends her threatening messages. Tonight's the K- night. To, yep. Something and like, like and K- Kane is just outside. waits outside um, because he has a great plan. K- Kane literally he has a really like, good plan, oh which is the, the his plan is that he's just going to come in and punch the guy. And, and he tells her like he literally says, all right, I've got a plan. Turn off your light and pretend to go to bed. And she's like, what? Why? And he goes, just don't you trust me, uh, which is preposterous. And I actually forgot until we talked started talking about that, how dumb that is in practice, how dumbly that plays out. Because 
she does turn off the light and pretend to go to bed. And by pretend to go to bed, that means just lie face down on top of her bed over the blankets, like literally face down, like face. I can't see anything on the bed. Yeah. And, and the killer comes into her room and I, and I don't know the answer to, is she just pretending so hard that she does not move or did she, (laughs) or did she lie face down on the bed to pretend to go to sleep and then fall asleep? Maybe she fell asleep. Right. Maybe she just was very tired. But, but Kane's big stupid plan is to just come in and punch the guy. He has no weapon, nothing at all. And he's like, and he's like, did that punch work? Oh, it didn't work. Now I'm going to get my ass kicked. Well, no, he, I mean, let's be fair. He doesn't get his ass kicked. He, I mean, he's going to, it does end up with him dying. I'm not going to lie. He gets his ass kicked. No, but there's a fight scene. Like it's a, it's, there's back and forth. Kane is not going to do a movie where he's going to go, oh, I just get my ass kicked. Like, no, he gets in some good licks. Sure. It doesn't work out. The guy's got a knife, man. The guy's got a knife. And, and all Kane has is his punching fists. Right. Right. He guts him. Um, and then, and, and then, then, and then there's a fucking soliloquy. It's it's the best. It that comes out of nowhere. It's the best. In which Cain reveals that he never told his father that he loved him. Yep. And he just doesn't want his boys and his wife, I suppose, to uh, to know to to like not know that he loves them and he loves them. And a tear rolls down his face. I mean, let, let's be real. This is the best acting in the movie. I think. You, you think, think so? I'm wrong? Well, what? Who do you think did better? I. I mean, I think Chris, the boyfriend, is 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 really good. <laughs> no, you don't. Hey. No, you don't. Prove 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 me wrong. You you, you, um, like, you loved how he randomly had a bandage on his hand after the killer had his hand injured, and they didn't even talk. And about he it also had the exact mask as the killer. <laughs> and he later. had the exact mask as the killer to to ask the killer's victims to sign the mask, a replica well, of the mask that the killer uses to kill people. Why well, he doesn't know that that's the mask? Sure, he doesn't. It's mm-hmm. just a coincidence. It's yep. it is a random mask that he just wants D Wallace to sign for no reason. D Wallace, you were so good in ET. Here's a random mask. I would love you to sign <laughs> anyway. Uh, so that's the best part of the movie. I, in my opinion, Kane Hodder dying and getting a dramatic speech to die is by far the best part. of the movie. Oh, and by the way, the, this is also the part where, where Tina gets uh, hung in the, the thing about like, uh, you know, uh, you took my breath away, but uh, this is right. This is it, right? Oh yeah, yeah. That, mm, yes, yeah. I, you're right. And I, the re, the the biggest reason that that is weird to me is, and again, I don't know, I don't know what else Jennifer Banco has been in aside from Part Seven, but that's weird to me because you're saying you took my breath away to the girl who was like the seven year old. Like that's a little weird. It is it is a little weird, but maybe the acting and the and the excitement of the story. I'm assuming Maybe. is what they're talking they're Maybe. talking about. Um but so, yeah and the and the other the other quote that I wrote down here from this scene is the one thing the franchise this is the killer speaking the one thing that the franchise taught me was that death is an art. Ugh. So really uh, it's it this is motivation number 9 for this killer. So I'm just going to point that out. So somewhere in here we get a scene. Uh, speaking of again being like, who's going to be in this movie? Uh, listen, like, like it almost feels like, okay, sorry. The way that the characters are just thrown together 
it almost does feel like they wrote the movie and went, I don't know, we'll get somebody like, don't worry about it. And then they went like, all right, uh, we got D playing this, this role. So who's playing the husband? All right, junior. Great. And like, that's all like, you know what I mean? Like, because filled it in. Yeah. Cause, because it's just so random otherwise. So the next one is, uh, Julie well, Aronson, on. Judy Aronson. Sorry. Which one is she? She play. Oh, great question. Great question. Let's look her up. Uh, she played Samantha in the final chapter. Now, which one is Samantha? I do not know. Hmm. Okay. Uh, she was one of them. And that, I mean, final chapter is great. Right. A jealous Sam teen sees Tina flirting with Paul and leaves. So Sam is the one who, I think that means she dies in the boat. She goes skinny dipping. Oh, and, yeah, yeah. and her, and her b- boyfriend gets axed in the face. Is that the one? That sounds no, right. That, 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 yeah, no, he's know. remember, he's the one who almost cheats on her with the twin and then couldn't go through with it. So he goes out there, to find her and go. gets killed. And I, I don't remember how he gets killed. Um, I also want to point out at this point in my notes, I wrote down, everybody has the worst houses. <laughs> I mean, they and are like this. This is like uh, set decoration by Airbnb is what this feels like to me. <laughs> it could be it could like be. there is no intentional production design that is happening where I know things about D. Wallace based on the house that she lives in. I think the notable exception is the house with all the paint paintings and pictures of that's, dead women. That's Judy's house. OK, that's Judy's house. So we cut to her and we cut to her a couple times and again the, some for some reason the plot of this movie is just not sticking with me because it was boring and long but um one of the times we cut to her we find that she has been sleeping with uh oh my god what is his name vince desanti yes she's been sleeping with vince desanti the director Mm-mm. sleeping with him but paying him for sex yes she, although I, I, I struggled with that because I, that she does, he does give, she I, does give him money, but I was going like, but like, and he, and no, not only does she, does she, does she give money? He looks at it and goes, isn't this a little short? As if he was expecting more money for services rendered. But they're also making a movie together. It right because they're making are they making they're making stuff down, down together? Yeah. And they but at the same time, she's like, well, look, and... you, you, I need to have sex with you, but I don't understand this at all. Yeah, no, it is, it, it is a so very weird. weird throwaway gag. It's that they, they... so weird. And then the scene is really, I don't, I'm trying to remember what else happens in the scene. I just remember at the end of the scene being like, wow, they're both a bunch of assholes, which then later feels like telegraphing. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, no kidding. So, yeah, so, uh, yeah, yeah. So, so it's her house is just full of nothing but dead women paintings, and yeah. uh, and like her sideline is is uh, photographing uh, women in uh, like various like corpse poses. Oh, I remember. Isn't it that she try? They're trying to get uh, uh, Kelsey to be in snuffed out, and Kelsey is just like. No, fuck you. Like my friend probably died and you're using it as uh, as promotion for your f- stupid film that she's no longer in. You're disgusting and I hate you. Um which is a completely reasonable thing to say. Fair enough. Um completely reasonable thing. We also so, get but, the scene somewhere in here with, of the set. 
this is what yeah it happens now so we're on the set of bloodlust three um and uh this this is where the movie's very ambivalent attitude or sexual harassment comes into play with a whole scene built around Corey Feldman coming in uh, to uh, Kelsey on the set and being like, I'm really looking forward to your nude scenes. I love nude scenes. Nude, right? And is being a super so creepo gross, about, yes. about, about it. And he leaves and Kelsey is just like, oh, what the hell? And then somebody else is like, well, he put in $100,000 so he can do whatever he wants, which is what you, you call to. And then there's the gay makeup artist, or I don't know that he's gay, but they play him like no, a, he, a, I mean, he, they play him like a gay stereotype. Yes. In which is like, he can come over and touch my ass anytime. He can do whatever he wants as far as I'm concerned. That's just what happens when you're a producer. It's great. <laughs> Yeah, it is super like weird very... because because it's like he's he's simultaneously saying he, you can't you have to let him do it because of the money, but also going, but also I like it, but also I love it, and I'm like, <laughs> I'm like, this is like, what year is this movie made in? This is like, a, right? This is a. It's it's like making a movie in pre Me Too, and it's so strange. To just be like, well, that's the way Hollywood is, baby. <laughs> like, especially for a completely independent movie that is not part of Hollywood in any yeah. sort of way. Well, we don't know who who put up that other two point four million dollars. <laughs> could have been no, could no, have no, been right, no. I mean, I mean, I mean, thirteen fanboy. <laughs> oh, oh, sorry. Right. <laughs> gotcha. I thought right? you meant if, 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 if you if if you were trying to lamp. Right, it's this weird like we're gonna lampoon horror movies with this cartoon producer who's like a like cartoonishly evil sexual harasser, and then we're gonna basically have a character be like, yeah, and that's fine. So so weird. <laughs> like so the movie has like zero point of view on this clearly. So all right, so I'll be on again. I'll be honest. At this point, I'm I'm at a loss for what happens when because like this movie was. Well, we, we, really have, we have losing me. As well, a, so now we go to the set on Bloodlust three, right? So now it's time for Kelsey. Kel, well, oh, this is important. So Kelsey has her has her has her big scene, which is apparently filmed in a set that doesn't look like a set. It looks like a white box. It looks like essentially the same as her like training studio, and she goes to like have a fight scene with her with her co star, and she goes to stab her co star. Oh my god! I forgot about this. <laughs> Jesus but 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 it, but she somehow neglects to figure out that it's a real giant knife and straight up just jabs a ten inch knife through her co star's chest. I I yes I forgot this happened. This Possibly is also a, because this is also a dumb plan. This is not yes. like this is not like a gun where you're like oh is this a real gun or not? It looks very real. You would hundred percent be a be able to tell if it was a real knife. The second you picked it up Presumably. and then B, there was no chance that she was just going to jab a knife through her co-star, even if it was a fake knife. Well, I mean, yeah, it turns out this, there this is no, like there's no scenario in which this it's would make so sense. sharp that it can just like stab through a, a sternum. Cage. Yeah. And a it's been when, when, when you're pretend fighting. Yeah, yeah, yeah. This was she thought it was a, a very heavy rubber knife and it was going to bruise her, her scene partner. But she didn't mind. She told her, I can take a bruise. Don't worry about it. I'll, I'll, I'll bruise. I want it to look real. 
as long as you really just <laughs> ram it through. Just ran with through. Just, just, just don't, don't hold back. And like, she does have a uh, breakdown because she's like, I should have checked the knife. Well, yes. Yeah. Sure. Yes. I'm Check the knife by holding it. Like, even. <laughs> sure. <laughs> but like, she should have checked the knife. Sure. Fine. Um, yeah, no, it doesn't. It, so and I forgot it because again, you say it's important. It is for that moment. Moment. And then, and then right. it is it's, no longer important. It's no longer important. No. <laughs> It's it's important because she's freaked out and she's going to go to D's yeah in the middle of the night I don't know the, yeah, the next the, okay, here here I'll just tell, <laughs> I'll just tell you what I have in my notes please please as as I'm, I'm slowly becoming more delirious as we're trying to walk through this this movie uh is aging poorly in my head um except that Kane Hodder scene it just gets better. except that Kane Hodder scene which I feel like it like should just be on everybody like his his highlight reel forever yes I mean I, I will say just to go back back up Kane Hodder plays it very sincerely and seem he seems like a really nice open-hearted super nice guy <laughs> it seems like is is what I would I feel like I learned from that scene yeah I um, would I would be happy to meet him and shake his hand and tell him he did a good job in general on movies right in in general um no but what i have next is that d wallace's grandkids are coming to visit and they are adorable moppets they are exactly the same as kelsey was in the beginning of the movie like are we gonna go have the hot chocolate and the popcorn they're like oh we are gonna have the hot chocolate and popcorn and look at stars and like like they're they're very much in total moppet uh moppet form here um, but as just as they come, the power is cut to the house, right? So we're sort of heading into this territory here where the power is cut of the house and, uh, and D needs to hide the kids in the safe space, which is inside a bookcase. She has a bookcase that she d- does not lock, but there is a little hideaway cubby behind the bookcase. So she stuffs them in there. Uh, and then, uh, D Wallace pulls out her gun and then yep. waves it around willy nilly, including at her husband, to get the husband to calm down, which right. it doesn't it doesn't help. Right, and this is what leads to that scene of of them screaming at each other because yeah, he uh, he calls their kid uh, to say your our your my wife your mom is. It's crazy. It's crazy. Yeah. She's locked the kids in a in a in the in, in the bookcase. You need to come and get them. Yeah, and, exactly. And waving a gun around. Yeah. And uh, yeah, man. Yeah. And and I feel like they, they had the opportunity here to let this be the climax of the film, right? Like the power gets cut. Now something needs to happen. And instead, nothing happens. Uh, D. Wallace goes to sleep and then it's the next morning. But this is again. Yeah. This is that same thing where I'm going like, how is that your reaction? Like you literally thought. The stalker was there to kill you and you just go to bed. Right. And then now we have a whole nother day to go to. This is a little bit like in uh, Friday the 13th, part seven, where for some reason there's a day in the middle of the movie that doesn't need to be there. And it's just so uh, what's her butt and the and the hunky guy can talk by the side of the lake. And then it's night again. It's like, right. There's no reason for it to be daytime and then nighttime again. But but wait, wasn't there wasn't there. Oh, I'm so confused because no. didn't. Because didn't 
Kelsey Boy- call her while she was with her? Yes. Yes. So, 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 so Kelsey now shows up and scares the shit out of her in a theoretically a jump scare, but you can see that it's just Kelsey's legs walking up and it goes bong. And then you're like, oh, it's Kelsey. Oh, Kelsey's here. Uh, and then, and then, and then also boyfriend Chris shows up as well. And now earlier in the scene, the killer got a, uh, I don't remember who did it, but got a pair of scissors through the yeah, hand. I don't right? remember either. And so boyfriend Chris now shows up and he has a bandaged hand with a big, big gash through it. And he's like, oh, I got it while I was cooking. I burned my hand or whatever. And and you're all supposed to be like, oh, it's definitely him. And this is when he also brings the uh, creepy mask with him that he wants uh, D. Wallace to sign. Maybe this was I don't know why he wants her to sign this particular mask outside of movie logic that we're supposed to be like, oh, he has the mask. He must be the killer. Which also means he's obviously not the killer. This is so telegraphed that I'm like, all right, so it's not him, right? right? right. It goes so over the top here that I'm just like, well, it's clearly not him. Um, and then actually, then this is my this is so this is so stupid. Uh, again, how do people fall asleep? Uh, D. Wallace wakes up the next morning, and there's a shot of her waking up, and she's been reading the Book of the Dead. Yes, she's with a giant tome of the Book of Book of the Dead. Um, and then uh, this is like middle of the night, right? So, so middle of the night, she wakes up. There's a book of the dead that she's in her arms. And then she turns over and she sees there's a laptop. This is like play now or something like that. Yep. yep. And, she, and, she, and she plays it. And there's a like a footage from outside the house or something like that. I remember what's on what's on the what's on the stupid I can't footage. I remember either now. It, it basically basically doesn't matter. But then she rolls over and sees that uh, uh, Junior has a as a pair of scissors in his neck. Yeah. He's super. Dead. And right. So he's super dead. Cause he's got like stab again. This is the killer's modus operandi of kill everybody around the person, uh, but not the person quite yet. Clearly. Um, right. Just, just lots Cause of you toy. want her to be unhappy for a while first. Right. Yeah. Exactly. Right. Terrify her. Right. I guess. Sure. Like the movie no. or whatever. No. And then, <laughs> and then, then she, her first instinct, of course, is to get her fingerprints all over the murder weapon. Yes, so she like yanks it out of his out of his neck and, and drops it or whatever. Um, but then, like Kelsey comes and checks out. This is makes zero sense whatsoever. Oh, it's a video of, um, that's what it is. the The video that she gets is of uh, uh, Deborah Voorhees getting killed. When she was young. Oh, yeah, 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 yeah. Right? And then. Oh, right. Oh, my God. Oh, my God. This this weird nonsense right here. Where. uh, So it's the video of. Oh, my God. So much dumb stuff in this movie. (laughs) Where he's getting murdered. And then they zoom in. And you see that. This was so stupid. You see that D. Wallace is just standing uh, behind a tree. While this is happening, watching it happen, watching it happen. And therefore, Kelsey goes, you killed him. You killed you killed Ron was the is the conclusion. And the police come and arrest her because of that. Arrest her based on that. Arrest her. Right. Because of that. Insane. Which makes no sense. None. This movie is ridiculous. I also just remembered there was this whole running bit where the killer was pretending to be uh, uh, Tracy Savage and and trying to make plans with D. Wallace. 
Mm. Tracy Savage was dead and like, but like D Wallace kept getting text messages from Tracy going like, Oh, I'm going to come by and visit. I'm staying at the, the lodge. I'll be there soon. And like weirdness about that. Have I? Okay. So swear to God, I think I, I, I have messed up some names clearly late later in the thing, because this Tracy Savage business, I think I messed her up with Judy Aronson. Judy I, Aronson is, is, the one who you're going to mention later. Tracy Savage is the one who was the teacher who died. Right. There we go. Yes. And Judy Aronson is the, is the one that paints the creepy paintings. Yes. Yes. And with the, with the dark hair. Okay. Okay. Um, so we, so she, she, she gets arrested. Uh, but then also Corey Feldman is arrested because he was found skulking outside with a, uh, machete and a pint of human blood. (laughs) on the machete so so there's all this blood on this machete and he's like a friend of mine donated it and donated it to the movie because he wanted to be realistic and so he was ridiculous. like he was skulking outside the house like oh and not all okay we haven't even talked about the fact that they tried to uh, make kane hotter the red herring earlier in the film Right, where they were like, oh, look, he has multiple phones, right? After they mentioned that the right. killer uses burner phones. Right. And then it's like, oh, but Kane Hodder has multiple phones. It must be Kane Hodder. It was never, I mean, it actually would have been better if it was Kane Hodder. That would make <laughs> even less sense. Uh, I mean, that would be kind of amazing if, like, the, the killer is, like, one of the actually most famous people in it going, like, they did it as themselves for real. Yeah, um, right. I mean, that, 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 that's, a, that's a better plot. If it was um, D. Wallace did it the whole time. But, uh the the police officers show up at the house. They let her go because they arrest him, right? Is that what they they arrest? Okay, so they okay, so she's God dang it! I I, I watched this movie like like three minutes ago, and this is already yeah, no, evapor- evaporating out of my head. It right. really she, doesn't make I, sense. I, and stick I feel I feel again. incompetent here. This movie has me in a brain fog. Um, you 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 you've already watched. 13 other movies and remembered what happened in them better than this. So like you've yeah. shown that you can do it. It's I can, the, I it's can the do movie. it. It's, it's yeah, the movie. It's, it's, it's the movie. Right. So, so they, they, they let D Walls go because as Corey Feldman's arrested, but then they let Corey Feldman go because they checked with his friend they who checked, actually donated. The blood like, yeah, I gave him the blood <laughs> and Corey Feldman's just weird being a creep stalking outside of a house and just happens to be around when the murder is happening. Um, but then the police officers get killed in a really undignified way in which it's a, there's two, two police officers ran like outside the house and we like, it's like, I'll go right. You flanked left. And, and the guy by police officer just pointing his flashlight in only one direction and doesn't point it to the side where the killer is. And they get, right. they, they both, they both get murdered. Um, all right. What's the name? CJ. What's the name of the, or the other Jason? Oh yeah. Yeah. Uh, Cause he's here now too. CJ Graham, yeah. Yeah. So so he's here, he's here now too. Um, and now it's time for a big dramatic right, showdown. Right, 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 right. I forgot. And about this is too. why the killer finally takes off his mask to reveal. Well, yeah, because he's like, yes, it's yeah. an honor to kill you. It's like an it's honor honor. to kill you. He's super excited about this. And it's Vince DeSanti, the male prostitute. The aka the guy who directed <laughs> a segment in Never camp what is it called never hike alone never hike alone alone. and played jason and And played jason so this is this was him it's he this real person 
not it turns out who's a, who is a super person, fan right yeah who is a super fan and was trying to be jason in this movie you see is also right and he's uh, uh, also right and is right be very excited to kill cj graham here um and so they have a they have a punch fight a bunch of lot 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 of lot of jumping and punching it's all it's all very exciting um but this is where you would have the killer actually monologue and give some sort of explanation as to what the hell is happening here. Instead, no, we get it. Just... He played Jason. It's fine. Uh, that's it. <laughs> that's it. That's all we get. We, we do we ever actually even catch? Yes, we yeah we can we catch up with uh, with Laura Park Lincoln in 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 a little bit. Sorry, but like so we've had murders everywhere and lots and lots of murders in different ways and lots of mos and we get nothing. It becomes like a big punch out fight, and and then I mean I think we're meant to believe and, that his backstory that he told was true. All well, the reasons well, for it are the it, same. It's just now it's this guy who it's, who it's is. just it's just not enough. It just isn't enough. It's, it's just not, it, no, it, no. it just feels like weak sauce when we get here, right? Like it, it's not like we've had red herrings, but no character development. So, meh. no, yeah. Judy Aronson shows up and shoots him, and that was like definitely like a what? Yeah, because it's like oh, so like a, just a random person's going to show up and shoot him? Uh, okay, a little Deus Ex Machina, but 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 there you go. Except, except now it's one week later, which makes no. I don't know why it's one week later. It's been one week since you. <laughs> I can't even. Sorry, chickety China. Um. So yeah, now it's one week later. I don't understand. This should have happened immediately afterwards, but apparently it's one week later now. I don't understand why there's the pause in the movie, but uh, Judy Aronson is is has apparently been spending all week with Dee Wallace. Sure. Right, they've been hanging out and being good pals and having having wine or whatever. They were and the four. They were part of the four musketeers earlier. They 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 are buddies. They are friends established because of these conventions. Right, exactly. And it's some so so they're 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 going to sit down and have some wine. And Judy Aronson is is tells uh, D. Wallace that look, I I I just want to hang out and watch a movie. In fact, I'm going to show you a movie that I'm making. And she's like, oh okay, cool. Let's have some white wine. They sit down, and then it turns out that the that the white wine is 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 drugged, mm-hmm. but will allow you to be hyper alert. Mm-hmm. So it's some sort of drug that knocks you out, but also makes sure that you're paying attention, it's so a, she could watch just this a movie. Paralytic. Yeah, exactly. So, and around the same time, Kelsey uh, figures it out that it's been Judy Aronson the entire time by looking at the video of D Wallace hanging out in the woods and then recognizing the jewelry that, right. This is where they figure yeah, out. They, yeah, right, they yeah, recognize yeah, that yeah, there's yeah, yeah. the jewelry in the reflection is actually the jewelry that we saw when we met Judy Aronson at the convention. And also the picture of D Wallace turns out it's not real video footage. It is comped in a picture of, uh, of D Wallace at a horror convention. And, Therefore, she has to turn the car around. And so we get a lot of drone shots of the car turning around. God, drone shots in this movie. Mm-hmm, um, mm-hmm. Anyway, uh, and she and so now Kelsey has to race back to go save the day. Um, so the movie, why don't you describe what the movie is that uh, that Judy Aronson is making? God, OK, this uh, is your job. Jesus, I I, I don't know if I'm going to remember well enough. 
Give me a hint. It's I mean well, it's 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 Lar Park Lincoln. Yeah, and they're doing a quiz. They're doing a quiz. They're quizzing her. Oh in yeah, the yeah, basement. yeah. She's quizzing her about if you can answer these questions about about the the, the Jason movies. And and she's like, I've never even watched any of them. But the one I'm in, which like, makes what? complete sense, right? I mean, like it's it's like the, the, she's not a fan. It's, no, it's, it's the guy who's the fan. So yeah, so they asked a bunch the of questions? questions. I remember I mean, thinking it, I I knew the answers. I think. Well, good job. Thank you. I would have lived. Uh, but they're like, what is the name? I, I I knew what the name of the boat was in uh, part eight. It's the Lazarus. Mm, that's right. I don't know if I would right. remember that. Anyway, so 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 it, well, as I remember thinking, oh, that's too clever by half because it's about somebody who comes back from the dead. Ha ha. Right, I right, get it. Right. Um, but if she gets the questions wrong, they're going to drill a hole in her head with an electric drill. And it turns out, right, that Judy Aronson and Vince DeSanti were in on this together the entire time. Yep. 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 <sighs> Which doesn't necessarily stand up to a lot of scrutiny, but there you go. But also, um, but but again, also, as soon as you hear that, it like calls to mind this that earlier scene which you probably forgot about because it didn't matter at all and it's like where, oh yeah where, the where, scene where they were a bunch of creeps like yeah yeah and like and where she she paid vince DeSanti <laughs> for sex <laughs> i i really did struggle with that because that is again that was immediately what i thought when it happened but then the longer i went away from it the more i went but that couldn't have been it because that doesn't make sense because they have this established they're making a movie together and they're and they're doing like maybe she just is financing the movie and she's just basically she's fine financing the movie one sex at a time <laughs> she's like i will give you the money to make this movie as long as you supply me with sex and i will pay you five hundred dollars for every time we have the sex and then eventually you will get your budget for your film <laughs> I guess that's what it is. So ah, then they kill this, her, right? This, wait, this now explains the uh, creepy producer Corey Feldman scene where they're like, you, basically, you look, if you have the money, you can do whatever you want, right? Judy Aronson has all the money. She can do whatever she wants, yeah, including she convincing Vince DeSanti to become a male prostitute who is also her uh, Jason murder puppet. Um, I'm trying to look up how old he is. I'm I'm wondering because I'm trying to figure out how old he was when he killed Deborah Voorhees thirteen years thirteen ago. years earlier. Maybe his early twenties. He looks like he's like thirty two here, so maybe he was like twelve. I mean, he, I, that's he, what I he... I want to believe. Like I, I'm looking at him, and I'm like, he doesn't look that old. No, he's huge in the in the, like the, the the killer is a full grown man in that first scene. Right. Exactly. Exactly. Like that's oh, yeah. what I'm saying. Like it doesn't seem yeah yeah they don't we don't know how old he is um the internet well i mean i would say this is a twist on par with scream which i know is one of your favorite movies right where it turns out it was a it was a it was a a, like a double team the entire time that explains everything Mm. now we can flash back and find out like like how it all happened No, 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 that's absolutely not not what happens in this movie. We basically then uh, Kelsey bursts in and then there's a big fight and then she stabs uh, Judy Aronson with a uh, shard of broken glass or broken mirror or whatever. She stabs her uh, and then there's a freeze frame on the reflection in the glass of Kelsey. It's a very sort of like super artsy shot. 
And I'm assuming it's like the end of part five where we're now meant to assume that, oh, she becomes a killer. No. What? Also, well, she's already killed. This is her second kill in the movie, right? She's already killed her co-star. This one was in self-defense. And now she's... Now, no, she just breaks into that house and just just straight up murders this woman. So I'm thinking they're setting up for fan for a 14 fanboy, uh, in which uh, she becomes a huge fan, fan of, of the Saturday the 14th, 14th movie. Yeah, and, and, movies. And, 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 that's right. There were two. I forgot we didn't watch the second one. Yeah, the um, Saturday the Saturday the 14th franchise, and then uh, moves into a creepy house to find a book of evil. So, well, it was, <gasps> no, it was she uses there. the book of the dead right, that exactly. D. Wallace already has. Yeah, it's already in the house. So, are we to believe that Vince and Julie, Judy, I mean, uh, arranged for <laughs> Kelsey to accidentally kill that woman? Yeah. Right, because and probably as uh, because that was on on the set. Vince was like, "Hey, you should be in my movie," and she's right. like, "Absolutely not." Uh, and they had a they had a falling out. So I'm assuming that probably happened right then. He was like, so "Oh, but I'll, I'll get I'll get table. her good. Yeah. I'll stuck I'll stick give give that real life over here on the prop table." Okay. No, I mean it's it, it all it all holds up. You're right. It all it all holds up. You know, <laughs> I bet you that when you go and rewatch this, oh, uh, you when? you will well right well you can be able to watch it with fresh eyes and yeah. see everything all over again. Yeah, yeah. Now here's the thing. I I found this a frustrating experience because I can I can see all the love for like it's clearly you don't do this for for money necessarily right this is people are doing this because they want to do it they want to have good kills and special effects and it's surprising that it's it's a weird revelation to see that it maybe is harder than you think to make a friday the 13th movie right to make a good a good slasher movie i bet you people think that it's not terribly difficult but you actually do have to have an eye for tension and 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 misdirection and like actual editing. And I think if you don't have those things, you end up with something like this has so much air in it, right? This this didn't need to be an hour 40. No. This wants to be this wants to be like a tight 90 and it just, no. just bring the, the it down. Movie as concentrate it, it now wants to be an hour long. Like yes, no, no, you, I mean you're probably no, but you should write it as if it was a tight sure, 90. Yes, yes, right? absolutely. I mean <sighs> I think you're I think you're right in that obviously this falls short of what seems to be a and is typically thought of as a a very low easy bar. mark a low bar yes yeah, yeah I still think it's kind of a low bar though like I still think this just fell it, no, really it, short <laughs> Yeah oh no I I I mean I I agree I don't think it gets there it's frustrating because I I I kind of just wish for all involved who clearly have their hearts in it, right? Nobody, nobody is doing this for the money, right? I guarantee you, nobody got paid a whole lot of money to do this, right? This was an no. Indiegogo supported, yeah, right? This or was something. Uh, yeah. This was clearly shoestring. I just wish that you then designed a movie that would work well on a shoestring, and yeah. and it, right, and I I feel like it didn't do that necessarily, um, and I you know I I don't like pooping on movies for for no reason right I, I, and this feels feels especially like punching down a little bit yeah i mean i'll say to, to give to pull back the curtain for a little bit give people a mm-hmm. little bit of a peek yeah when we discussed doing these two movies um, these we ended, bonus episodes these two bonus episodes you, 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 we we ended up 
with what what we ended up with. But like the, uh, for a minute there, the idea we the ideas were floated like of all these other movies that are like, well, this one is like spiritually inspired by Friday the 13th. And this one is like another camp one. And this one is like a, like clearly a rip off of it. And like, I, part of me kind of wishes we had watched those because I feel like they probably would have all been better than, than the ones we ended up watching. Um, I mean, some of them I know are better cause I've seen some of them, but anyway, yeah, I don't know. I mean, I, I and I, I think part, part of that is that the dim- sad, sadly this is a this is a, this is a ugly thing to say uh-oh but the some of what was a barrier to entry in movies was the fact that you actually had to shoot on film and know a little bit about what you were doing mm. right you there was a bit more craft that used to have to be involved in making movies which meant that at least even the poorly made ones still had to have some level of technical skill. And, and in fact that everybody can make a movie means that everybody does. Well, and, th- but, but I mean, that said though, I don't I mean, I don't know if that's how true. No, that no, is, no, that's, that's very true. I mean, it's a very real thing, but as a result, you, you're not going to hear about those movies. You're not going to, he- if this movie didn't have 37, actors who happen to have been in horror movies before uh, we would have never heard about it at all, or, or we would have just passed by it on, on a, a, a VFD, service yeah. and never, never even stop. Um, right. It's because it had like some connection to real movies <laughs> um, right. that we, we ever heard about it in the first place. Like ideally the, the ones we would hear about would be the good ones. And unfortunately, this was not the case here. So do you know what fans think about them? Because, I mean, this is the definition of fan service. So what do fans think of this movie? Do you know? How was this received? Uh, Let's look. Okay, I just looked up 13 Fanboy on Rotten Tomatoes. It doesn't. There's much there. It has one professional review. Uh, which is oddly enough fresh. So it has a hundred percent fresh rating. No, it doesn't. It ha- when you only have one review, it doesn't give you a percentage. <laughs> thankfully, thankfully, but it has one review professional from Film Threat. It's got a seven point five out of ten. Thanks to a game cast and the intimate knowledge of the genre Voorhees possesses, the film is a swiftly paced, bloody good time, sure to please Friday the Thirteenth fans and hardcore horror fa- hounds alike. Now, obviously. I- I don't, don't think that's that. true. <laughs> yes, yeah. I'm, I'm not on board. Um, over in the all audience uh, scores, let's see. Do they have an? Does it have an average all audience score? Uh, again, it has fewer than fifty ratings, so they don't give it an average. Um, looks like just scrolling through quickly, um, the the all the ones on the front page are five stars. So the people who care enough to to go on there seem to mostly be to be more fine who love it um oh five five stars out of five, five. yeah sorry five yes yes because i did say 7.5 out of 10 that was but that was the critic review um yeah the, the these people seem to be giving it five out of five um any any good things in here nicely made great acting i mean again i just don't uh, agree 
awesome tribute to the 80s slashers. Uh, the score really works to give it a great scary vibe. Jesus. Just like you said, the practical effects really effects worked really well. Um, sh- sure. Now, you would think, well, okay, so uh, just a word on the practical effects, and now we're, we're going super long, so I'm not going to spend too much time on this, but it felt like even the practical effects were nothing. It was a lot of just, uh, like, ju- just pools of blood everywhere um there was the one thing i kind of liked was the broomstick through the head i suppose Mm. but this was not a rated film they didn't have to cut away or or do anything but they 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 did so many just like jump cuts and like quick snaps away that it felt like there was very little gore or goo in this film actually they were doing their best they they were doing their best they weren't uh, you're right yeah. it wasn't but yeah i don't know man everybody ev- ev- all the reviews i have access to here are five star reviews and they absolutely adore it um you know like it love it or otherwise you have to face it this fun little slice of mystery suspense is the first perfect companion piece to friday the 13th franchise in years like i don't I don't agree. No, I can't say I agree. Classic I mean, slasher. Like, it's just not. Uh, but again, that's the thing. I think there are. That's 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 interesting, because, again, if people are listening to this, they're probably thinking we're, we're sticks sticks in the mud. And so I'm sorry. Don't you guys know how to have fun? No, I, I love a good fun movie. And look, and the problem is that a send up of the horror genre that is aware of the horror genre exists and it's called scream and unfortunately scream is very 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 good and so if you are going to be doing a self-aware twist on the horror genre you have a lot to live up to because you know what a good one looks like yeah yeah right? that's 100 percent true so it's the it's the it's the curse of raised expectations and i i think it's fair to ask a film that even if it's not going to reach you know right because deborah Voorhees for all her filmmaking chops is probably not wes craven right um but you do need to reach for an attainable level of production uh and an an, an attainable result and at least hit the bar of a mid-level friday the 13th film and I would say this is below all the ones that we've watched in the legit franchise. Yeah. Yeah. Like it, it reminds me of like when I would draw my own comics and people would be like, you're such a good artist. And I would be like, thank you. No, but I know, I know, I know what the real thing looks like. Yeah, Like I, I'm not <laughs> right. Exactly. Like this is not like I'm aware actually. <laughs> thank you. But I'm aware. But like, but the thing is they weren't, blowing smoke up my ass they were they were going i can't draw like that um right and i'm like yeah right but i can't draw like what you really need to draw like in order to be a professional so it's fine um and i feel like that's kind of the way like could the average person make this movie probably not but it's still not good enough to be a real it, it, well it, it turns out it's actually hard to make a good movie right, of course it is. making there make like the, the the fact that good movies exist is a little fucking miracle like good movies are little miracles where everything worked worked correctly but the problem is they make it look easy for everybody else who thinks they can make a movie like i wish i could find on the internet what the budget of this film is 
Well, I'm sure we could go to the Indiegogo and find out. I'm not going to sit here and wait, wait for you to do did that. You, did you? Were you? Are you joking? You've mentioned Indiegogo a couple times. Is it? It's in the credits. There's a giant list of Indiegogo oh, I patrons. Didn't watch on, the in, in, in the, I didn't watch oh, the credits, buddy. Oh, 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 oh my god! <laughs> you missed it. Missed what? The end scene. Oh, I guess so. Yeah, I was happy to be done with it. Sorry, there's, please there, tell there, me. There, there, there's there's not much of an end scene, but I will say, we'll say this. Uh, this is this the end credits for this movie are a perfect companion to uh, last week's end credits on Saturday the fourteenth, where in last week's movie, uh, the uh, credits were done, and then there was forty five seconds of more music that happened. Right mm-hmm, mm-hmm. for this one, they played that thirteen theme song. And then the rest of the credits scrolled in dead silence for the next two minutes. So complete wow. nothing silence, no music. No, they didn't even recycle anything about the soundtrack. It was just complete silence for two minutes. And then at the very end, uh, there's an outtake with uh, with Laura Park Lincoln as they have like a like a she's already been drilled in the head. And then she goes to try to kiss Vince Santi. What? I mean, it's like a joke. It's like her breaking character to make everybody laugh, right? It's like, oh, a, it's, okay. like it's like a blooper reel type of oh, thing. Oh, okay. I thought okay. That's I was trying to. Okay, now I am. Yeah, 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 yeah. And and so it's a little gag thing, and then the movie's over. But that's it. Well, sorry. I was I was happy to be done. With you the just movie. turned it off. What's yes, wrong of with you? I was done. I was done. Did uh, did uh, did Devin watch this with you? No. No, refused. Absolutely not. And thankfully, thankfully no, not. She would have been mad at you. Oh, she would have been mad at everyone involved. <laughs> Myself included. <laughs> She's like, why are you making me watch this? Absolutely. No, no, no. Um, by the way, the Indiegogo raised uh, $105,000 and 507. That went to pay for the red and white police bars that they use to light people's faces instead of having police cars show up. Um, I mean, honestly, when I look at it, it, like, it's not fair. It's not fair to compare this to a real movie. <laughs> like, it, I, I feel like I need no, to no, 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 no. to fan films. You, yeah, exactly. But a fan film didn't ask you to pay $4 to watch this on Amazon. Oh, right? you paid I can money watch... to watch this? Oh, dude, well, I'm sorry. Yeah, no, I I I, pay, I paid I paid I have, my four dollars. Showtime, it's on Showtime. See, exactly. I paid my four dollars to, to 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 watch it, which is how I got it. Um, no, I I I gave the money, so some some somebody somewhere is getting a royalty check because I watch this. So D Wallace needs it. Yeah, so somebody needs it. Look, actually, D Wallace doesn't need it because they just put ET out in IMAX earlier this year, and I went and saw that. So she was she was already paid. So for she it. she got her cut then. Yeah, yeah, yeah. that's fine. Okay, uh, we have we have now spent officially way too long on Thirteen Fanboy. Way too Fanboy. long. We way talked about both Fanboy. of these terrible movies for or as long way, as they lasted. Way too long, not which is longer. In, insane, and I can't believe anybody is even listening at this point. Okay, the, uh, look, we, we we have to wrap this up. I, 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 that's what I we're can, doing. Can, no, I cannot do this a second longer. Well, okay. So good news. Oh yeah. Good news. What's the good the, news? The, the, the silver lining of spending two weeks watching terrible movies is that now when we go to the movie you're scared to watch, like it, it can actually be good. Okay, good. Okay, good. <laughs> Excellent. Well, listen, I have, I have, well, maybe, maybe we should do a few more of these. Maybe, maybe, maybe it finally is time to, to, to put on Midnight Meat Train and, uh, and, and, and watch it together. We'll watch um, them later. 
I have, by the way, this is tangential, but I all day I've had uh, Cat Stevens' peace train stuck in my head. But instead, I want everybody to come on and join the meat train. Mm-hmm. And that little, those things got intertwined in my brain, and I've been sort of rattling around all day. I love it. So yeah. are you psychologically prepared for Texas sure. Chainsaw Massacre? Oh God, I am. No, I am absolutely not. I am absolutely, absolutely <laughs> n- not at all ready for it. I am willing to grip my teeth and go and do it. Uh, but I am, I am horribly, horribly unprepared. That's delightful. Yeah. Uh, I can't wait. Well, all right. So we, we'll, we'll, we'll talk about that next time, I suppose. Um, but in the meantime, uh, Jordan, yeah, for making me watch this movie, Aww. go to hell. <laughs> <laughs>